The future of Xbox Game Pass is going to change according to reports coming out. Price changes are basically a guarantee at this point. The question is, when will that happen? And I actually think much of the future of Xbox Game Pass is tied up in the Xbox Activision deal. I want to talk about the path forward. I believe there's a variety of things that should be considered when we look at the future of Game Pass and what it can offer. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning in sort of an opening monologue. That way you don't have to go looking for it. And then I discuss it with the live audience. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. That way you don't miss these streams if you want to be here for the live discussions. I want to talk about how I see Game Pass evolving over the next year or further than that due to recent comments about price increases with respect to the Xbox Activision deal potentially going through. Microsoft sort of pushing back on the idea that, yeah, the price is going to go up once we get it. Once we have things like Call of Duty, that's going to drive the price of Game Pass up, and they're sort of pushing back against that. I want to walk through what a price increase would look like, why it's inevitable, but I want to also talk about how the ABK deal is enormous with respect to Game Pass's future. Activision Blizzard King is a very, very big purchase that I believe will aid Microsoft in the future of evolving Game Pass beyond what it is right now. I also want to talk about Activision's history with Game Pass. Activision actually has a history with Game Pass, which I think will put the Activision deal in a new light for some people if you really consider what Microsoft is attempting to do. I also want to talk about more. I, I, I want to keep re-emphasizing my ideas about fostering a system of purchase, an ecosystem of purchase, where you'd have people actually buying games instead of just using Game Pass, as well as I think they need to improve their PC presence. So, I think everything centers around a cadence of games and I think a cadence of games is linked to the Activision Blizzard deal. I think these two things are linked together. Cadence of games would help with a ton of things. Number one, it would help with the price increase because you can justify a price increase if bigger games are hitting more often. The value automatically goes up when the interval of games that you quote-unquote don't have to buy is hitting more often, especially if there are bigger games, especially if you suddenly have Call of Duty available and all those people that typically buy Call of Duty suddenly don't have to. Now, I believe the cadence of games will be bolstered by the ABK deal. If the ABK deal goes through, I've consistently said that I see the Xbox Activision deal as a 900 IQ play. Microsoft basically says, listen, we can put first party stuff on Game Pass. That'll make it more valuable. Well, let's just go get more first party stuff and then they can sell it on other ecosystems. If you think about the sales reports coming out of Sony, being able to sell property on Sony would be a huge win for Microsoft especially when that same property is making Game Pass look pretty sweet. I am not in support of the deal, but I can see how smart this deal is for Microsoft and the future of the Xbox gaming division. Microsoft could foster a trajectory of value increase to justify charging more, and beyond that, I do think getting Activision Blizzard King is related to something that I've been pushing for foster an ecosystem of purchase. Given their admission that they're only really going to be getting an annual revenue stream of about 15% from Game Pass, that's not very much for the gaming division, that's not a central revenue driver for them, 
I think they could look at Game Pass as being slightly expendable. Like, if the sub numbers go down, that 15%'s not tectonic if it decreases a little bit. But then they could use Game Pass as a catalyst to get people to buy games. Currently, you get a discount when you buy a game with Game Pass, but 9 times out of 10, the bigger titles are right there available to install. If you're choosing between spending $54 with a discount or spending $0, the average consumer is going to make the easy decision and spends no money. You've got 25 million people right now in the Game Pass funnel that are typically not buying those games because they don't have to. If you just got a percentage of them to regularly buy games that would be a huge win that could offset the potential people that would churn or cancel their subscription if the price goes up and you would make that back in people buying games now this does more than just satisfy the existing customers you would pull in the people who are currently not on game pass that are typically like listen i buy my games i don't need a sub service and then they would find that appealing Because remember, this all centers around a cadence of games. If Microsoft can deliver a more regular cadence of games, those people that typically buy games would suddenly feel that pressure to say, not only am I going to save money, I'm going to do it with Game Pass. So, you know, it's going to pay for itself if I'm regularly buying games, and then that would keep them in that funnel, which would be very important. You could keep subs in place current subscribers are typically lots of them churning they sign up for a month or two they use it they play some games and then they cancel and that's not good for your sub service this is a common trend with lots of sub services is why your internet service provider is always trying to get you to add more things because it makes it harder for you to cancel Evolving the ecosystem to be more sticky, I think is key to the future of Game Pass, and I believe all of this is tied to the Activision Blizzard deal, as well as the future of the Gaming Pass funnel having a more regular cadence of games. Now, I don't think Microsoft is primarily trying to buy Activision Blizzard just for Game Pass. I think they're more interested in the mobile. I think they're more interested in actually being able to sort of get a stronger foothold in the console market, but a a secondary benefit here is they can completely change and update and involve Game Pass. Now, I want to look at some of the things they said about a price increase, because everyone's like, what about a price increase? Why would they increase the prices? Listen, it's inevitable. Subservice prices go up. This is something that Sony can't avoid. Disney can't avoid it. Nobody is able to avoid subservice prices going up. That's coming, okay? And Microsoft recently replied to the CMA about this. Videogameschronicle.com had the following quote. In a newly published response to the CMA's findings, Microsoft said it doesn't plan to raise Game Pass prices due to the deal going through and claimed that doing so would be counterproductive because it would lead to a drop in subscribers. Okay, that doesn't mean they're not going to raise the prices, okay? They just know if we do this, we're going to lose subscribers. Now, if you listen to what they actually said, the direct quote, it kind of feels like doublespeak. Just listen very carefully. This is a direct quote from their response. Game Pass prices will not increase as a result of the merger and certainly will not increase to a point that offsets the substantial benefits of Activision titles coming to Game Pass on a day-and-date basis. So it's like, wait a minute, hang on a second. (laughs) You just said 
in the same sentence that like the price isn't going to go up but if it does it's not going to go up that much like you have to pay very close attention on one hand they're saying the price of game pass is not going to go up because of the deal that's not going to be the causality like everybody's going to be really angry oh why did you buy them now our prices are going up they're saying listen that's not the causality but they are also saying that the price will increase they're admitting it in that sentence like yeah it's going to go up it's not going to go up so high it's going to it's not going to offset the benefits and the value that the consumer is going to get from the ABK deal going through this is a glimpse into Microsoft's strategy it's why the ABK deal is such a huge thing for the Xbox gaming division's future they see these things as intrinsically linked it's like well i mean our yeah game pass is going to be so valuable that no one could claim we raised the price too high Now, I hope people understand why so many content creators and gaming press outlets are supportive of this deal. You have to see this. This is directly tied to their ability to earn a living. If Xbox Gaming Division flounders or stays as it is right now, the cadence of games is not quick enough, they're not doing enough, they might even not be around very long if the deal doesn't go through. When you go to gaming outlets, YouTubers, and gaming press, and they're slanting this in favor of Microsoft, you have to ask the question, why? It's because this deal is inherently going to help anybody who has built their brand around Xbox. It will inherently help Xbox and Game Pass. It's all linked. Try to get your reporting, try to get your information from people who don't have a vested interest in the deal going through you have a vested interest in the deal going through or not as the consumer so stop getting your information from people who have a bias and a slant because they stand to make more money if the deal goes through microsoft also believes that improving their game pass lineup will make things more competitive and i actually don't disagree with this part okay Another interesting part, here's a quote from that VGC article. Another interesting part of the document released by the UK CMA points to Microsoft wanting to increase the competitive nature of the subscription-based gaming market. Microsoft says that if it improves the lineup of Game Pass games, then Sony will improve its PlayStation Plus lineup, thus making the market more competitive. And I, I actually kind of agree with this. PS Plus Premium, I think, is great for trials if you're trying to play something as soon as it comes out. But I actually criticized Sony in my coverage in a recent video and I said what they need to do in 2023 I said PS Plus value offering is all over the place it's hard to understand through their UI I don't necessarily think they offer enough games at a good interval we do get good games every month and I need to remember that PS Plus isn't really built for me right now PS Plus seems to be a great value for anybody who's a late adopter to the PS5 ecosystem that's a lot of people okay they're going to get a PS5 And PS Plus is going to be amazing for them, right? Horizon Forbidden West is on there. All these other games that they might not have gotten up to now because they've been waiting to get a PS5. Somebody like me, it's like, well, the game trials are great because I tend to try to ride the front of the wave. I want to play things as soon as they come out. But I think Microsoft is right here. I don't think this would be good for us. (laughs) There's nuance here. I think Microsoft is right If suddenly Game Pass was getting far more games and far bigger games on a regular basis, Sony would likely feel the need to respond. This again is why I'm against the ABK deal and a culture like Game Pass. I don't think that's good for gaming. The devaluation of games by throwing them on a subservice and fostering an ecosystem of non-purchase is not good for game devs and the future of gaming. 
I'm going to hold to that because I my experiences are sort of why I think that. If Microsoft suddenly buys up a portion of the market to feed the Game Pass monster, I think that would then put pressure on Sony to do something similar. And in my experience, with this generation of consoles, my experience is I've enjoyed more thoroughly the games that I have purchased. The sample platter of Game Pass has been a great value for me, but it hasn't been very memorable. The games on there that have been very good have been fewer and far between. And I think that's a devaluation effect. I don't think you're going to get a consistent flow of amazing games. They're trying to buy games that are already in production to put on Game Pass. I don't think in the long term you're going to see the value and the, and the quality of games go up when they're put on a subservice instead of being directly purchased. If the only way to change that in, you know, environment is a drop massive titles on Game Pass, I'm worried about the future of those franchises. Think about the Netflix Season 2 effect. Netflix would throw a ton of money behind a show, it would get them a bunch of subscribers, and then Season 2 would not impact the subscriber numbers, and what would happen? They would cancel the show! So really big franchises being treated this way by a company the size of Microsoft, I find that to be worrying. I don't think that would be good for those games long term. A crazy and ironic support of this view comes from Activision themselves. According to a report from the UK's Competition and Market Authority, the CMA, Activision Blizzard has avoided launching games on Xbox Game Pass because the company believes that doing so would cannibalize buy-to-play sales. Activision agrees with me. This is not a good ecosystem for buy-to-play sales. Okay, this puts the Xbox Activision deal into a whole new light. If Microsoft was facing pushback and avoidance from the biggest players, that posed a problem for the future of Game Pass. This is why I said the path forward is wound up in the ABK deal and a better cadence of games. At the end of the day, it's clear that the future of Game Pass is tied tightly to the Xbox Activision deal and creating an ecosystem that's harder for folks to leave. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. Number one, many of us that are against the ABK deal or have concerns about What a Game Pass culture will do to gaming, I think we see them as interrelated. It's concerning that we have seen similar behavior in the TV streaming industry, and it hasn't led to a more competitive market. We've seen good shows canceled, we've seen content shuffled around, and as subservices are forced to raise their prices, the real question is, when will they stop? given the lack of competition and where you can go for certain content. I had somebody push back on my Disney and 21st Century Fox analogy. He's like, this is great. I get it all in one place. I'm like, did you hear what you said? It's all in one place. That's not competitive. In a couple of years, if Disney's prices are significantly higher, where are you going to go to consume that content? You can't go anywhere else. As you said, it's all in one place. We've seen this sort of effect in TV and streaming environments. We've seen it with internet and cell phone providers. I think Game Pass is a great value, but I really want to see it evolve because I don't think its presence in the gaming market is good for the gaming market. If this happens with games, we will not feel the same way folks do right now about the deal or how great Game Pass currently feels. 
The second thing I want to say is, even if I don't want the deal to go through or see Game Pass as problematic to the economy of games, I can still see the brilliance in the plan that Microsoft's trying to do here. This is why I see the two pillars of Game Pass's future being the ABK deal and a cadence of games. It would empower Microsoft to do so much more with Game Pass than just shovel out indies or their own property. They could foster more game purchases and keep people from leaving so often. That's one of the primary threats, I think, to Game Pass being lucrative long-term is people use it just to play a game and then they cancel it. That churn and burn rate has to be terrible. So here's my conclusion. Game Pass, like any subservice, will not be able to stay the same forever. Certain games fit into the ecosystem like a glove, especially if they're properly monetized. The question the consumer has to ask is twofold. Is this good for me? And how long will it be good for me? I am hoping more and more folks see the long-term issues here and maybe change course because the future of gaming may actually depend on it. And that is my open that's my show open i appreciate you guys being here thank you so much i actually think this is an incredibly important discussion because we're seeing commentary from microsoft on game pass i think game pass in the market and the abk deal i think it's all interrelated and i think it stands to influence the future of games i think it stands to influence the future of how folks treat games and view games Imagine imagine a future where you can't even buy these games. They're only available on a subservice. That day is coming. That's exactly right. Like, that's where we're potentially headed to where you can't buy it. You can't buy certain shows. You can't buy certain movies, right? You've got to go to subservices because if you wall everything up, it's like, no, you want to watch that? You want to consume that? Yeah, it's over here. And I think that's a problem. That's not good for the consumer. Microsoft has 120 million active users. And 25 million Game Pass subs, they're making a AAA game a month, and so you really think the 95 million other folks ain't buying games? Well, the 129 million uh, active users is a fudge number. That's that's that they're you're using Minecraft to claim that. Microsoft does not have 120 million active Xbox ecosystem users. That's bull, and you know that's bull, Mo. That's not true. 25 million active subs, yes, they're not given any reason to buy games. I'm actually talking about everybody else that's on the Xbox ecosystem being given reason to buy games, and you could actually use Game Pass as a catalyst to do that. That's why you see all the streaming services cutting back. They were uh, concentrating on quantity for growth, but now realizing growth slows down eventually, they're concentrating on quality over quantity. What's good, Eric the Red? Right, like, in my mind, in my mind, like, that is why you're seeing such a consolidation of the streaming services, because they realize we can't afford to just keep cranking out show after show after show after show. You could pivot your arguments by 1% and add consumer advocacy to your vocab, and it would be a great idea. Consumer advocacy? You sure about that? So Microsoft is lying? Mo, Microsoft doesn't have that many Xboxes in circulation. 120 million? They don't ha- they haven't sold that many Xboxes, okay? As far as the Series X and the Series S goes and the 360 Xbox One. They don't have 120 million people in the Xbox ecosystem. They use Minecraft to claim that they have 120 million active users because Minecraft had everybody signing up or whatever, linking their accounts. 
They don't have 120 million people in their ecosystem. It's not true. 150 million a month. Yes, a AAA game a month. Where do you see them launching a AAA game a month? When's that going to start? They didn't launch. They didn't do anything last year. When are they going to start launching a AAA game a month? Have they even said they're going to do that? I believe they could do that if they get ABK. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you had a regular cadence of games, you're agreeing with me at some level. I said, listen, if you had a regular cadence of games, you'd have a really, really good way of getting people in your ecosystem on on a regular basis. So it's a lie. It's I'm not saying it's a lie. It's a fudged number. It's super easy. Here, let's let's get some coffee orders in. Who's gonna order some coffee? Let's get our let's get some members going. We, we, we're, we're still in a great spot with the member count, so give some members. Let's get the member goal started for the day. <clears throat> Cold War alone, so, uh, Sony had 1 billion. Why do I have to lie? I'm not sure what you're talking about. They count PC too? You can't, you can't count PC. There are not that many people on the PC Game Pass ecosystem. They admitted that in the one document. Most of their most of their Game Pass subscribers are on console. They actually think they can see good growth on PC. They said that they see good potential of growing uh, the Game Pass ecosystem on PC. Yo, it's good feed. I see you in the chat. Like I think the future for Xbox Game Pass is you have to have a regular cadence of games because if you don't think about it like this, imagine that four or five months goes by. Nothing major releases. And then Starfield releases. Do you know what most people are going to do? Well, I mean, not most. You know what a lot of people are going to do? They're going to sign up for Game Pass. They're going to play Starfield for a month, maybe two. And then they can cancel if they didn't like it. That's not what you want for your subservice. Never said launching a AAA game a month. I'm saying they are making money that equals a AAA game a month. That's, but... I You guys always like to trot that out. As if, as if... Oh, Game Pass is 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 making the money of a AAA game a month. That's not the argument. It that would be like going to Netflix and looking at Netflix total sub count and saying you're getting X number of subscribers a month. That's X number of budgets of TV shows or movies a month. Clearly Netflix r- started to run out of money because the cost of production was so high. Like listen to what you're saying, Mo. Microsoft says in a report that for the Xbox gaming division, Feed, I said, I see you in the chat. Good morning, Feed. A couple of times now this has happened, man. You've got to stop. Uh, if, if, if Xbox Game Pass, according to a report, according to Microsoft's own words, Xbox Game Pass, 15% of the annual revenue, 15% of the annual revenue for Xbox Game Pass comes from, I'm, I'm, I'm messing up my words because my train of thought got jacked up. Xbox's Game Pass division, gaming division, only gets 15% of its annual revenue from Game Pass. There is no way they're looking at that and saying, oh, we're making a AAA game budget every single month. We can fund games till the end of time. They're not even saying that in their reporting. They're not even saying that in their reporting to the, to the, to the regulators. It's like, it's about 15% of our annual revenue. Like you're you're acting as if all that Game Pass money they can just throw that at, at, at developers and throw that at games. They they've not even said that themselves. Game Pass is sustainable. Doesn't sound like a record breaking profit to me. 
that's what I'm saying. Like, even they said. Nine months from a man, bro, sexy. Closing in on a year. Let's get those likes up, people. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. 15% of a bigger number is still a bigger number. I'm not doing this today with you, Mo. I'm not. That, that That's not what's on the topic for today. You defending Game Pass because you think, oh, they make this much money. I, I'm not doing that. I, I said it the other day. I'm only going to spend five minutes with really bad argumentation. You just got two and I'm already tired. I'm not doing this. It's such a terrible argument to say, well, Microsoft makes a AAA games budget every month. That means Game Pass is sustainable. I, I don't have the patience to dismantle how awful that is. That is not a, a valid argument. No economist, no analyst, nobody's making that argument. Like, nobody's saying that. Everybody's looking at the cost of actually giving big fat checks to games to put on Game Pass. Activision themselves said, we don't want our games on Game Pass. Rock and Robin coming in with the first gifted member of the day. Thank you very much. That's the first one, and it goes to pyramid scheme the doctor's office with eight months morning lono and chat it'll be a sad day when gaming goes all digital because that will focus us on high, uh, paying higher online prices the roi for zenimax and abk for most argument would be 30 years that's why it's such a silly argument like that's not that's not how this works you can't look you can't look at Game Pass's monthly revenue generation and say, oh, they're totally fine. I took $25 million and I multiplied it by $10. Therefore, Microsoft makes enough money to keep this sustainable. They bought ABK, they're trying to buy ABK for $70 billion, and they bought Bethesda for what, $6 or $7 billion? I can't even remember the number. Was it like, they really like landing, was it under 8 I can never remember what Bethesda's was. Yo, what's good, 1030 Media Group? Six months of membership, welcome back. Do you think Microsoft will slowly move closer to what Sony is doing with PS Plus? They didn't put it in handouts because it wasn't part of their plan as an independent. It starts with devs standing up and saying no, but they look at the check with Microsoft that Microsoft's rights and they cave. Those are the people who say that Game Pass will pay for the ABK acquisition in a couple of years. Oh my gosh. Yo, 23 months from Creature, son of a mother, Red Badge, I'm coming for you. Thank you, Creature. Thank you, Creature. It was $7 billion for Bethesda. I always forget. It's like, it's $70 billion. We're basically rounding up, right? $70 billion for ABK, and then it was $7 billion for Bethesda. Again, again, today's topic is about, listen, I think Game Pass, if they can increase the cadence of games... They will get more subscribers and they could literally use Game Pass to get people to buy more games because currently, I don't think Game Pass does that. Currently, I think Game Pass motivates people to not even stay on the subservice. You use the subservice to play games for, for basically, what, 10 bucks. When they become part of Microsoft, doesn't matter what Activision wants, they have no say. Right, that's exactly part of my discussion, Mo. You're 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 not you're not catching. I connected some dots. Like, listen, listen to this. Listen to this. One of the things that I've been concerned about is Game Pass will have a devaluation effect on the on the way people see games because people are like oh, I don't have to pay for games. Activision literally said in one of the reports of the CMA, it became known Activision Blizzard was avoiding Game Pass because they believed it would cannibalize buy-to-play sales. 
You don't think that is part of why the ABK deal's happening? Yo, five gifted members. Quintar, so generous. This man is gifting all of the time. Who wants to compete with this guy? Every day he's gifting. You, you have to see the ABK deal in light of that. Microsoft likely didn't get avoided by just Activision. There were likely pretty big companies that were like, no, we don't want our game over there. We, 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 we sell games, brother. Like, what are you doing? There was the CEO of, uh, of Take-Two that spoke out against subscription services like this not being good. There was somebody from uh, Devolver Digital that spoke out against it. And then you got Activision Blizzard actively saying, we don't want to go on Game Pass. So Microsoft brilliantly says, we'll just buy you then. If you don't listen, if if this check's not good enough, we'll write a bigger one, and then you'll be ours, and then we'll just be able to put we'll just be able to put our content on there because it'll be our content. Microsoft isn't worried about buy to play, but they should be worried about buy to play. Revenue models across the board are showing that buy to play is incredibly lucrative. Why do you think nobody else is doing this? Why isn't Steam doing a subservice? Right? They're not doing a subservice. Nintendo's subservice is so you can play all their classic games, and then they weave it into games like we, uh, Nintendo, uh, what was it, Switch Sports or whatever. Activision went to them. Okay, Activision went to Microsoft, but Microsoft was also actively looking to acquire companies. You think that Microsoft was just like, we're not interested convince us activision went to them it was a mutually beneficial discussion not only that it could have come from some of the discussions about hey we'd love to put some of your games on game pass we don't want to be on game pass that'll hurt buy to play sales also we don't know when they said that mo when activision was against putting games on game pass we don't know at what stage that took place that could have been before activision blizzard was in like a bad state and they're like we need to get purchased this is ridiculous we're looking really bad out there in the market we need to get, we need somebody to buy us up this isn't going to go over very well like but that doesn't that has no bearing on the fact that like Activision Blizzard traditionally was like we don't want to be on Game Pass Tree with 18 months and it's a VIP it's like Game Pass was a quick cash grab they avoided putting AAA titles on the service while still reaping the monthly subs now AAA titles are coming and they raise prices Creature thinks that the Starfield delay is directly linked to Game Pass and the price he thinks that and what and what Tree just said is something to consider you think it's a coincidence that all of 2022 Virtually no big titles hit Game Pass. And this year, they're shuffling two of their biggest titles into the second half of 2023. Forza Motorsport and Starfield. You don't think that's related to Game Pass and Game Pass price? I think it's related. The more, the more, I'm I'm more and more convinced now of of Creature's position. It's like, well, yeah, they they didn't want to put these big, big titles on there. And not only that, they're, ra- they're raising the prices. If you want to just straight up buy Redfall or buy Starfield, they're 70 this year. They weren't going to be on any service. It was probably back when Game Pass first started. 
no, no, it was not probably back when Game Pass first started because the CMA report was about Microsoft's findings that it was cannibalistic on sales and then they referenced the fact that Activision Blizzard also avoided launching games on Game Pass because the company believes it would cannibalize buy-to-play. You can't just conveniently push everything to safe places so that Game Pass looks good. Like, don't do that. That's so biased. Like, Microsoft basically admits that Game Pass is having a cannibalistic effect on sales. And in that report, we learn that even Activision themselves were like, yeah, we, we avoid Game Pass. We believe it goes against buy-to-play. And, and then we're going into this year and we're hearing remarks made about Game Pass price is going to go up. Oh, but it's not going to go up beyond what we get. It's not, it's not going to offset the value if the ABK deal goes through. It's all, it's all tied together. Fable is basically canceled? I don't think Fable is basically canceled. We haven't seen anything official on that. All we've seen are rumors. They're also putting Redfall on Game Pass and offer a paid upgrade for the premium version of the game. Yeah, I think we're going to see more and more of that. That's something that I've called for. Let people buy the game at a discount and play it a game and play it a week early. I get that part of uh, what they said: all subservices, not just Game Pass. No, they didn't say all subservices. No, that's not what the report said. They already said prices were going up. Oh, you're saying all subservice prices are going up. I said that in my show open, Mo. Come on, give me more credit than that. I'm not I'm not singling out Game Pass. I'm not singling out Game Pass. I said Disney's prices are going up, Sony PS Plus prices are likely to go up, everybody's subservice prices are going up. The subservice model hasn't landed yet. Everybody's trying to figure out how to make it work. Limitless gaming with five gifted members pushing us to eleven. You guys, YouTube's being weird. If you get a membership, you need to get into our Discord because last week we had two member streams and a bunch of people saw them. Over the weekend, I did two streams with my wife where we played through uh, The Devil and Me and I can tell, I can look at the impressions. YouTube didn't show it to any of you. So it's like, you guys unlock these incentives and we do these fun things and then you don't see them and it's like, what in the world? Like, I go from thousands of people seeing certain member streams to like 200 like only like 300 or 400 people saw those streams like as an impression they might not have clicked on it but you really need to get in the discord if you get a a uh, a membership jose my man i know that name amol <laughs> are you here in chat uh cora acm and buckshot you guys all get memberships what's good zuby tech how are you Depends on what premium will entail in the future. There's a potential that premium might basically become the standard version of a game on a subservice. PS Plus Premium is 10 bucks a month for the year. Yeah, yeah. PS Plus and Xbox, I believe they have, mostly they have pricing parity. I don't think there's much of a difference between them. What's the path forward? I think the path forward is a better cadence of games, and I believe they get a better cadence of games by having the ABK deal go through. I don't see Sony increases happening anytime soon, says Eugene. Their model isn't dependent upon day and date. I was watching on Saturday night. was a good time. Yeah, but I can look on the back end, and I can see that not very many people even saw it is what I mean. I don't, I'm not worried about how many people clicked on it. I'm worried about the fact that like not as many people saw it as should have. YouTube's inconsistent. That's the point. 
That's the point. You got to get in the Discord. Uh, if Xbox has two games ready to launch, one will get pushed because of Game Pass. That's bad for gamers. I Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's bad for gamers, Minstree. So what you're saying is, is that Microsoft won't stack up in a month. They'll spread their games out. I actually don't know if that's bad for gamers. Isn't it better? Isn't it better for the game dev and the gamers to have games spread out? Like every other month instead of just slamming everything in one month that was one of the reasons i thought starfield in june is like there's no way guys could we get 200 likes on this video really good turnout for the day listen a lot of you guys subscribed over the weekend because of my coverage of the sony situation we're going to continue to strive to give you that level of coverage if that's why you subscribed if that's what you want to support I'm glad to have you here. If you want to support directly, the absolute best way to support a live stream channel on YouTube is to become a paying member and get in our Discord and get involved. If you can't do a paid membership, then make sure you're smashing like. Make sure your bell button's set to all so you always get notified when I go live. That way you don't miss these shows Monday through Friday. I also have an upload coming today about the uh, Kill the Justice League game. People are saying it's beyond being it's beyond saved. It's doomed. So that's coming later. It's not even a cadence, says Swade. They just need to establish some games, period. They can't continue to compete with Sony and Nintendo based on nostalgia. The video from this weekend was stellar. Thank you. We buy yearly. We aren't buying a sub for a month to get a new release and cancel afterwards. Yeah, see, I wonder, Eugene, I wonder if the dilemma with raising the Game Pass price is Sony's made it pretty clear we don't need to raise our subscription price. Our subscription's not endemic to our plan. What's endemic to our plan is selling games, so we don't need to raise our price. Now, that's going to make people feel a certain kind of way if the Game Pass price increase comes and Sony PlayStation Plus is just sitting over there like, no, nah, we don't need to raise our price. It's, the fi- it's fine where it is. This is why I said, if I'm Microsoft, I'm going to announce the Xbox Game Pass changes at the Xbox Showcase this summer. I would couch it as a bunch of value add. You're going to get more. We're going to do more. We're going to give you more. And you do that with the price increase as well. Like, so that way it feels like, yeah, the price is going up. But we're going to do right by our consumer. We're going to give you more value. It's a one-time payment of $120 and not $10 a month. I'm not sure what you're debating. If the deal doesn't go through, Sony will still have a lot of money, even though it will go through. Sony will have to pay a lot of money? I'm not sure what you're trying to say, Cloud Giant. Game Pass is a better service, though. That's a matter of subjection. Like, if you think it's a better service, that's true for you. Somebody else might look at Game Pass and say, that's not worth a dime to me. There are people right now that don't even sign up for it because they're like, there's nothing on there that I'm interested in. It depends on who the gamer is. You can't blanketedly say it's better. There could be people that look at, think about it like this. Imagine that you just got your mitts on a PlayStation 5. You just finally got one. And you've been holding off on buying a lot of games. PlayStation Plus is amazing for you. It's amazing for you. You literally, and see, this is where it's subjective. That person's going to get more value out of PlayStation Plus than I would. Why? I, I bought all the games and played them as soon as they came out. 
So the PS Plus doesn't do anything for me right now outside of the game trials on PS Plus Premium. Do you see? So it's up to the gamer. Like if you look at Game Pass, and you're like, dude, it's so amazing. It's it's the best deal in gaming. That's perfect for you. But I might look at it and think differently. I have not used. I pay for Game Pass Ultimate, and I don't even use it that often. But they get me because I'm lazy. It's too much trouble for me to cancel it and sign up for it every other month. It's like, I go to do a video, I go to do a stream, I go to do something fun with my kiddos or my wife, and I just like being able to go to Game Pass and install games. So they don't get me because of value, they get me because I'm lazy. That's just something that, man, returning an item, my wife gets so mad at me about this. Do you guys ever want to return an item to get your money back, like, and it's, it's an online order, and you're like, what a headache. It's not a headache. You print the label and drive to the store. But I, that's that's me. Like, you'll totally get one over on me. I'm that consumer. I'm that lazy consumer. Yeah, Horizon Forbidden West is on there right now. That's my point. Is like, if you're a late adopter to the PS5 ecosystem, PS Plus is more valuable to you than it is to me. Same thing with Game Pass. You might look at Xbox Game Pass and say, this is the best deal in gaming, and somebody else looks at it and says, no. The new games coming coming every month is not appealing. You have to answer the question, what games, Jason? What games? And list them all. That's not valuable to everyone. You have to see that, right? You have to see that I could pull up Xbox Game Pass right now and be like, hey, look at all these brand new games they've added. And I could go, not interested, not interested, not interested. So where's the value for me? If you can't see that Xbox Game Pass's value is subjective to the consumer, I can't help you. That's basic fact. Like, that's not an opinion. It's not universally better. Stating that it's universally better sounds like PR propaganda spin like what are you what do you work for Microsoft why do you need to say it's the best deal in gaming it's the best deal in gaming for you it's not the best deal in gaming for everybody you know do you understand what I'm saying I'm not slamming it I'm saying it's subjective to the user I'm the guy who skipped the PlayStation 3 and 4 so my PS5 is amazing I have a bunch of great games to catch up on Exactly. So the difference between parkour and a hardcore PlayStation guy is parkour is getting way more value out of the PS Plus subscription. Some guy that's been on PlayStation since day one and has bought every single game might think differently. I really should cancel my Game Pass. I never use it and I pay for it every month. Yeah, I've been doing the same thing, Stock. Meanwhile, PS Plus Premium is only $5 more a month and I'm already paying. It's all subjective value. Yeah, because I've I've paid for uh, for uh, PS Plus Premium all this time, and I use the game trials maybe every two months, right? That's why they set it up the way that they do. That's that's not really a matter of discussion, right? Like people are gonna leave themselves in subscription funnels. We do it all the time. It's like that's why they don't like adjusting the price because when they adjust the price, they suddenly remind you that you still have it. I said that the other day, right? Somebody's like. Oh my gosh, we still have Netflix, babe. Like, because you get the email about the price increase. Like, we've not watched Netflix in seven months. And then you cancel. Not only do you cancel because you're reminded that you have it and you don't use it, you cancel because the price is going up. Big O with 15 months. Game Pass was a good value for me when I first got my Series S. Now I haven't touched my S since I got my PS5. Right, everybody's in different places. Is there a difference between that's a good deal and total savings versus what's a good value based on the individual consumer? Yes. 
There is a difference there, even though they're interrelated, Russell. So the, the, the good value based on the individual consumer is directly related to the total savings. What's it saving me if I wouldn't have bought the games anyway because I'm not interested in them? Right? If you say, hey, I have this subscription. It's amazing. What do I get? You get, uh, you get jelly. Well, I don't want, I don't, I don't buy jelly. I don't like jelly. Are you kidding me? Look how much money you're going to save. I'll save it. I'll save even more money by, by not buying your jelly subscription. Do you see like the savings is directly related to the subjective value that the consumer perceives because they're, they're not saving money if they never would have bought the games to begin with. Yo, Po Buddies Nerfic with six months of membership. Welcome back in. That's half a year. Guys, make sure we're smashing the like button and doing all of the things. We spiked up. We spiked up, and there's a ton of people here. It's an easy way to support the channel. I'm happy Legend of Dragon comes out on PS Plus. Right, and that's a game that I have no interest in. Unless Game Pass gets integrated into YouTube Premium or Netflix, I'm out. Yeah, I mean, I I could see... I I mean, I, I could see people thinking that way too is they want everything bundled together good old jelly of the month club it's the gift that keeps on giving all year round Clark like why is it that I can't play my PS1 games that I paid for on the PS3 store on my PS4 and my PS5 for example I have Breath of Fire 3 and Parasite Eve on the PS3 and they won't transfer over because they didn't create they've explained this in, in blogs didn't they explain this somewhere there's a reason that they can't do that. They have to do it through like cloud or something. I don't know if there's architectural differences. It's why it took so long for Nintendo to make the Nintendo games available, right? They're old games. They're built in different they're built in different completely different ecosystems. Yo, what's good 809 Lion? Doing the Lord's work educating fanboys. What's, what's up, my man? Baker with 22 months. Welcome back in Baker. It reminds me of the arguments around Costco. It's not for everyone, but folks will swear up and down how great it is and how much money you'll save. Yeah, if you need to buy a bucket of peanut butter and a loaf of bread the size of a car. Cowboy says, Lono, this is why I say Gamefly for me makes more sense in Game Pass because you specifically pick the game you want to play, whereas Game Pass, you pay for games you don't know or uh, know if you want it or not. Right, exactly. Everybody's different. I'd wish you let guests come on and debate. Might be more informative. If my content's not informative enough, then then see, I I don't know. See if you can find somebody who's more informative than me, Master Jazz. People that run a show like mine and let people hop on the mic with respect, I think that devalues the content. I have no interest in people hopping on with you know. Yeah, I'm on my way to work. I really think the game pass is amazing. No, thank you. Costco's worth it for the clothes alone. Yeah, I've actually gotten some really great hoodies from there over the years. My wife will bring home a hoodie, and I'm always excited when she brings home a Costco hoodie. Actually, I think the Puma pants I'm wearing right now are from there. Super soft. Hey, check out PlayStation, Spider-Man, third-party games. They come to Xbox. They have Game Pass. I can't see the difference. It would benefit you. Just got to get the right people. With respect, again, taking some sort of backhanded passive swipe at me as if I would be more informed if I let random people get on here. I, 
if 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 I need to film myself doing research and doing show write-ups and consulting with articles and documents to show you how silly you look right now, I guess I could do that, but you're not a member, so I don't know how you'd see that extra content. Giving a live mic to a person you don't know is never a good thing. Costco clothes really make the trip worth it. <laughs> uh, Costco pizza's A1. Wow, Cowboy Lono uh, just did an FCAT impression in your show. I'm not sure what you mean. Oh, 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 I just did an FCAT impression. So somebody, yeah, somebody does that. Yeah, I can't stand that. PlayStation Premium giving me PS Classic sealed the deal for me when choosing the tier that I wanted. Diversity of opinion is not something this guy is interested in. That's a false summary of my content. I sit here for hours and debate people. If you can, if you can't type the way everybody else types, then I, I don't I can't help you. It means just a discussion would be good. It's not an insult. The discussion's just fine. If my content isn't hitting a high enough value for you because I don't let random people come in and talk, find streams that do that and see how much better they are. Compare them. I'll take the Pepsi challenge. Compare my show to shows that do that and see which one you want to watch longer. See which one has better viewer retention. Do it. Go find somebody who pulls people in randomly in a Discord, and I'll take the Pepsi challenge. I'll put my content where I live debate a chat for hours at a time against any stream you can find where some guy pulls somebody in in the Discord to be like, this will help me. I'm too dumb. Please help me out. Like, I don't do that. I'm the show. I don't know if you've realized that or not. I've been doing this for eight years. I'm the show, bro. Me. This is, that's what's what you're tuning in for. Like, I don't know every other YouTuber in existence, except for maybe people who intentionally troll chat and then monetize call-ins because they make money monetizing your rage as they provoke your emotion with an intentionally dumb fabricated hot take. I don't mind allowing random people to join my shows, but once my show gets as big as Lono, it probably won't be good to let people join live. Maybe, maybe not. Listen, if you grow an audience that loves that, great. That's not what I've grown an audience with. I've not grown an audience doing that. Everybody's different. Everybody's content's different. <laughs> Lono is the one who knocks. <laughs> I'm the one who talks. Hey, Lono, you'll probably have some dum-dums from Twitter on here today. Folks are really in their feelings because you asked for integrity. Yeah, it's amazing when you ask for integrity and accuracy and not misleading coverage, and then you just get more of it. 99% of other streamers just sit there and play a game with minimal interaction with chat. Yeah, I welcome debate. We don't ban people for disagreeing. We welcome debate, you know? And And listen, probably to a certain extent, I've been too lenient. I've been too quick to, like, just engage with somebody because they're debating me instead of debating people who are arguing in good faith. Does that make sense? Like, I've probably been too lenient. Like, I need to be better about being like, this person's not arguing in good faith. They're pulling the conversation down. Exactly, you're good. Then get someone else who is good, not random rage guys. Have a good discussion or ideas and back and forth. I did that with Doc Dark. We debated Game Pass. Listen, Master Jazz, I'm done with you. This is the show that I make. 
Once a week, I have a show with Mike, 30 and so gaming, and I will regularly bring on people like Doc Dark. And if that's not a good enough cadence of me bringing on other people, then you seem to be in the wrong stream. Like, I don't know what else to tell you, brother. This is the show. This is what I do. If it's not hitting a high enough value for you, then quit wasting your time and quit wasting mine. Oh no, I did a little bit of rebranding because people were saying they couldn't find my channel with the name and now your mama knows. I think, yeah, go buy Cowboy King of Content. That's way better than... Your previous name was funny, but if you're trying to brand, then yeah, I, th- I believe you've made the right dis- that, that right choice. Yeah, I had I literally had Doc Dark on. We did a Game Pass debate. It was a great show. <clears throat> it was a great show. Why are we discussing how someone makes content, Maddie? Isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting that the same people come in here and do that? Instead of making it about the discussion and contributing to the conversation or trying to refute what I'm saying or debate me, they make it about me and my content. It's a giant red herring distraction. It's an argumentative tactic to basically mask over the fact that they can't reply, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe when you get called out for lacking integrity and misleading people with bad coverage, you shouldn't do it again and wave your hand, right? Like, oh, don't listen to that guy. Slander, misleading, one-sided coverage. Like, it's par for the course. It's par for the course. He's learned from the best. He's learned from the best. I can't overstate how refreshing it is to find someone who uses logic to express his thoughts. There are far too people who read the headline, uh, far too many people who read a headline and jump on it without ever thinking, thank you, Lono. Thank you so much, Kamikaze Turk. Yeah, don't forget to order your Reforged Row so that you can be as energetic and as passionate about your work as Lono is on a Monday morning. <laughs> My man, Parasito. We are running a uh, sale right now on Reforged Roast. Go grab the Triple Threat. It's all three of our flavors. If you use code March Madness, you can get the Triple Threat for 45 bucks. That's an amazing deal. That includes our holiday blend, which is uh, our most popular blend. Yeah, Daylight Savings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have 500 people in here watching. You're doing something right. How many viewers are the people telling you uh, what to do have watching them. Yeah, it's it's not worth discussing. It just distracts from the subject matter, right? Listen, I take my content very seriously, so I take things like that very seriously and personally when someone says that, and maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should just ignore it, right? I mean, because it just distracts from the subject. We're trying to talk about Xbox Game Pass and how... I see the future of Xbox Game Pass going in a direction where they have a greater cadence of games, they can foster an ecosystem of purchase, and all of this is wound up in the ABK deal. All of it's wound up in the ABK deal. I said it'd be cool if he did it. Uh, More? That's all? Okay, well, drop it then. If you're not trying to be hostile, my request is that you drop it. I feel like you've done this before. I feel like you've come in and made suggestions like this before. It just feels like a passive way to, to act as if the show is not good enough, to act as if the show is lacking, right? I don't believe that's fair. I believe you're recouching what you said. I believe, I believe you're recouching what you said. It wasn't just, man, it'd be cool if you did that more often. It was, you'd be more informed, I believe was one of the phrases that you used. It wasn't just, eh, man, it'd be cool if you did this more often. I really liked that Doc Dark stream. That's positive, right? That's not, right? That's not critical. 
It, it's not critical. That's positive. Kale coming in with nine months of membership. Thanks so much for being here. Kale, good morning. Lono in chat. Glad you're doing well, by the way, man. After everything, it's nice to see you doing well again. Thank you, Matty O. Blubber. Bro, the problem is that you stand for something and they want you to be submissive to how they want you to do your own content. Keep being you, bro. I appreciate that. Listen, if there's one thing The weekend taught me, it's number one, you can't scare me or make me go quiet. And number two, you have no power. Like, if, if that's going to be the way that people respond, I've been doing this a really long time. And a hit dog barks. I know this, okay? You throw If you throw a rock out there in the dark because you're worried there's a dog in your garden and you hear the dog bark, it means you hit the dog, right? A hit dog barks. And if you're gonna in if you're gonna criticize someone or disagree with their position or claim that they're doing something and they're gonna lash out, they're gonna insult and they're gonna attack you, a hit dog barks. Eugene says Oh, here's the quote. I wish you'd let guests come on and debate you. Might be more informative. I mean it would benefit you. Right, that's negative, man. That's negative. You're saying I'd be it I'd be better. I'd be more informed. Uh Matasbo with 16 months. Welcome back in. Welcome back in. Hey, I created an alt account to say this after being blocked. It's not a fair debate in this format. You selectively cherry pick weak arguments to counter and ignore comments that you don't have answers for. He's on to me, Chad. <laughs> He's on to me. I was under the illusion that this was a fair fight. I've conceded many, many times it's not a fair fight because I can talk very, very quickly and I have a microphone. But this is the world we live in. If you're not good enough to use the YouTube chat to debate me, that's on you, right? Sounds like a skill issue, chat. Get good, brother. There's no skill-based matchmaking in my stream, bro. Okay? You don't get any skill-based matchmaking here. It's me, and it's you. And that's it. And when you come here, and you want to step in the ring, I've given people too much time. I've given them 45 minutes. I've given them an hour, and I probably shouldn't have. Right? Come in here and admit to ban evasion. (laughs) You just cherry-pick. Listen... I, I, the other day, the other day, I actually got probably too deep in the trenches with three different people. I read everything they said. I debated every point they put out there. Yeah. Thank you. JC, somebody I disagree with on the regular. He says, I don't think he cherry picks arguments. I usually have the whole chat against me, but he's fair in his assessments. Usually don't usually agree, but he's fair. I greatly appreciate you saying that, JC. JC is one of the people I went round and round with the other day. And he's in here telling you. He's like, he doesn't cherry pick. He's fair. We, we, we argued the other day for 45 minutes. See, I actually really appreciate that. That's very kind of you to come in. And, I disagree with this guy all the time. I, he's fair. That speaks volumes right there. That speaks volumes. Because me and JC go into the ring once a day and just punch at each other for probably too long <laughs> I should probably only give him about 15 minutes sometimes we get to about 45 minutes and people are like really bro come on there's more of us here 
Eugene says, I'm on blanking mobile. I don't want to hear about disadvantage. You see how much I type, screenshot, research, ETC during a stream? Get out of here with the disadvantages. Cowboy King of Content says, Lono, I let random people come on my shows, and sometimes it does more harm than good. While I love it, but I think you have a good show going, and this is why you don't need to have people jump on. Yeah, I would say, Cowboy, like, you could probably even start curating people and people that you trust and people that you know could come on and aren't going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say something mean. We need balance. (laughs) But you never pick my conversation. I do the best that I can. I do. Oh, what did the guy say? I watched a really great YouTube video over the weekend, and the guy quoted somebody, and he says, do for one what you wish you could do for all. And I thought, I love that. I love that because that's what I try to do. That's what I try to do with YouTube chat. I try to grab a couple of people and just, and just, and you know, let's, let's get in a boxing match because I'm trying to do for one what I wish I could do for every single one of you. It would be amazing. I am a verbose conversationalist. I love talking. I love having debates. I love having conversations. Like, I wish we could 100% do that. Like, just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with every single person. But uh, we're, we're, we're limited by the venue. I'm not going to bend my stream to your desires. I'm going to do what's best, I think, in the moment. Lono often Steelman, uh, other people's arguments. Steelman? Is that the opposite of straw man? Lono always gives people time and space to type and debated me for over an hour and he had the good grace to admit Lost Ark is pay to win. It was truly a lovely day. (laughs) Oh my gosh. As the classic British-American war over revisionist history continues, Hilly has once again modified the history books. That is simply not true. (laughs) You lost the war, Hilly. You just love to argue, be honest. Creature said that the other day. He's like, I want to make friends. He's like, you love to fight. He's like, that's just what you like to do. And I was like, well, yeah, so? (laughs) Yeah, I love to fight. I do. It's why I'm still here. It's why I'm still here, because I love to fight. You can't kick me. You can't crush me. You can't knock me down, right? I'm like a weeble wobble. Like, I love to fight. (laughs) Steel Man is kind of like playing devil's advocate. No, I've not talked about his interview. I don't really talk about that guy's coverage. I don't talk about people's coverage who who are I don't I, if I don't think their coverage has integrity or honesty, if they have a pattern of being dishonest, I don't I don't talk about their stuff. I'm not sure why people can't be happy. It's okay to agree to disagree. Instead, we're stuck uh, in a time where you better agree with me or else. Uh, Lono's awesome due to the agree to disagree. I like that Lono debates other... Uh, he debates people, either a member or not. He doesn't ignore them, whereas 99% of the other hosts do. Yeah, let me just say this. I want to get back to the discussion, but let me just say one more thing. Have you guys ever noticed that you don't have to super chat me to get a response? Have you ever noticed that? You don't have to super chat me to get a response. And I'm not going to sit here and throw shade at other YouTubers that do it. That's great. If they foster that environment, holy crap, good for them. It probably makes for a great paycheck. 
But you don't have to do that here. You don't even have to be a member here. That, that's just what we do. Get get in here. Now, now fast forward a couple of years from now, if I got 2,000 people watching, I'll probably have to run members only. But I'm not doing that right now. We would only run members only for the sake of controlling chat. We wouldn't do it to be mean, like, yeah, pay up or to get out. Like, I'm not going to do that. So... Just let's have a discussion. You're allowed you're allowed to discuss, you're allowed to debate, you're allowed to disagree. <laughs> Creature says I throw shade at some of my closest friends who do that. Yeah, Creature knows YouTubers that do that and he gives them crap about it. He thinks it's low life activity. I'm like <laughs> Don't hate the player. <laughs> Don't hate the player, baby. Hate the game. If he's sitting there like just printing money, reading super chats, I, I how am I going to fault the man? How am I going to fault the man? Lona was the only streamer I know that answers regularly uh, regular chat. As a viewer, I feel respected that I don't have to super chat to get an answer from you. That's right. No more uh, atmospheric rivers. Atmospheric rivers? What? Yeah, Master Jazz isn't a member. All right, listen, listen, listen. Let's get things back on track. I don't know why all of a sudden I'm... Let's get things back on track. Like, I don't know why I'm clapping my hands. Anyways, let's get things back on track. I almost ended that sentence with Tisha. I don't even know who that is, but that I don't. It almost came out. Anyway, listen. Let's get 300 likes. Let's get some more members. Let's get some coffee orders, and let's talk about Xbox Game Pass. All right, Xbox Game Pass. Here's what I want to know from y'all: How high can these subscriptions? take their prices before it becomes a problem that's the question like how high can they go I don't think a game pass price increase is avoidable we, we, we've read the cards right yo 1030 media with a $2 tip did it because I love you brother yeah the fact that you don't have to super chat to talk to me is a perfectly good reason to super chat or gift members to show your appreciation for a culture and an ecosystem of conversation and respect that you might not be able to get in other places do you like this thing that we're doing let's keep it going right let's see some members let's see some super chats when I give you much credit for even giving certain people the time of day and the back and forth I appreciate that can you give a quick recap let me give you a quick that's a fair that's a fair request Quick recap. I charge $25 for every recap. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I want to do that so bad just to see if people would do it. No, 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 no. Don't super chat. Gift members instead. Please gift members instead of super chats. Okay. Let me give you a recap. It's pretty clear according to the recent commentary and questions and response from Microsoft that Xbox Game Pass price changes are coming. I believe it will likely come later this year after they have their Summer Games Fest thing, their Xbox showcase, after the Starfield release date. It'll come later this year, okay? Now, my contention has been one of the best ways to couple your price increase is with feature ads and evolution. And I believe the centrality, the biggest need for Game Pass is a better cadence of games and a better cadence of games is directly linked to the ABK deal. The Xbox Activision deal is their fastest route to a better cadence of games. Now, 
What this means is, is that people might think, oh, they got that ABK deal and now they're charging me more. They pushed back on that and said, no, hey, somebody ordered some light roast. Thank you very, very much. Thanks for ordering some coffee. So they pushed back on that idea. They said, listen, listen, we're not going to raise the price of Game Pass because of the deal. But then in the same sentence, they basically acknowledged that the price is going to go up. Listen to this quote. Game Pass prices will not increase as a result of the merger. Same sentence. This is the same sentence. Track with me here. Game Pass prices will not increase as a result of the merger. And certainly will not increase to a point that offsets the substantial benefits of Activision titles coming to Game Pass on day-and-date basis. So they just confirmed that it's going to go up. (laughs) They're like, listen, it's not going to go up because of the merger, but when it does go up, it's not going to go up so high that it offsets all the value you're going to get from the ABK deal. (laughs) It's one of the best written sentences in history (laughs) it's so good it's like we're not gonna raise the price because of the deal but even if we were to raise the price it's not gonna go up any higher than the value that you're gonna get when the abk deal goes through it's brilliant it's brilliant (laughs) it's so well written if that's one thing i respect both sides and their business savviness throughout this entire deal. It's just been remarkable. It's been truly remarkable. Xbox has been so on point with their PR. You have literal YouTubers in the gaming press lapping it up and megaphoning it like like little worker bees. It's like they're so effective. <laughs> they're so effective. And I feel like Sony has been equally ruthless and effective. I know they'll have you believing that, you know, Sony is pathetic and desperate. But I feel like both companies are showing you why they are as big as they are. They know what the frick they're doing, okay? (laughs) You just praise Xbox? That's right. It won't increase because of the merger. It will increase because they want more money. (laughs) People will realize this issue with the subscription once it reaches $20 a month. Most people uh, play only a few games per year. Yeah, Lion's right there, where I want to go. I want you to imagine it gets to that high. $20 for single login, 50 for a three family members. Right. Let's say it gets to that high, man. $20 a month. What? That's double what it is now. Right. But think about this. Think about this. If it gets to that high of a price, but you're getting a big game like every other month... You're going to have a really hard time justifying canceling. You're just going to stay on there. Also consider, this is an idea I've continued to throw out there. They already give you a discount with Game Pass when you buy a game, right? It's already there. What if it also gave you early access? You, we, we debated this the other day. I don't want to debate this. That, I don't want to debate this. I'm just restating it and I want to move on. I don't want to freaking redo that show, but... I think that would motivate both existing subscribers as well as people who don't have Game Pass to stay in the funnel and buy games. You're going to get you're going to get both. You're going to get both types of consumers. You're going to get both revenue streams. I, that that that's that's something I've thrown out there. I swear to frick if they do that, I'm going to look like such a dadgum genius. Anyway, 
if the price hits that $20 point, you will have consumers asking the question, is this worth it? Because many people push back on a lot of my criticism and a lot of what I say, and like, the value's just too good, Lono. The value's just too good. It's the best deal in gaming. It's the best deal in gaming. I've, I've not once tried to dispute how good of a deal it is. I've never once tried to dispute that. It's more about <laughs> what is it doing to the mindset of the consumer. It all depends on how much content Microsoft uh, knows thus. Oh, knows this. Right. I, it's like dominoes. You know how when you flick one domino? It's like the first domino is ABK. If they can get ABK, they can have a better cadence of games. If they can have a better cadence of games, they can justify charging more money. If they can justify charging more money, then you get they're going to they're going to increase the revenue of what Game Pass brings in. I actually think there's another domino in there. Which one did I miss? ABK leads to a better cadence of games. A better cadence of games would allow them to foster an ecosystem of purchase and also raise the price. There's like two dominoes there. It's, you know, have you ever seen where they have a domino path split? It's like, if they're able to foster an ecosystem of purchase, there's so many things that would come from that. And then also, if they're able to raise the price, there's so many other things that could come from that. That's a, like a branching effect. I said $20 a month, but that requires six good games a year. They only get the discount on some games, says Frostbite. You get no benefits for games not on Game Pass. At the moment, they only need to make two AAA games a year and uh, that I like that I like to break even. They increase the price and it's now three games. Frostbite, I want you to think about something. I really want to analyze what you just said and I want to analyze it from the perspective of the most frugal consumer in existence. If you're the most frugal consumer ever, if you change your name from Frostbite to Frugalbite, and you're like, I'm going to save money every stretch I can. They only need two AAA games a year that you like for you to break even. What if they did that? They launched a handful of AAA games in a year, but they just launched two that you really, really wanted. What if you were only on Game Pass for those two months. Doesn't that pose a problem to Microsoft? Hey! Dad not good. Hits his 13-month milestone as a VIP, and he says, I'm gonna pay it forward. A 10 gifted member bomb. And And five more. He's like, let's just hit the daily member goal right now. Chad, are you really gonna let this man steal the thunder all by himself? Who else is here? You guys are going to let him do it? Look at him at the top of the chat. It's all his right now. Dad Not Good owns the top of my chat. It's his It's his real estate right now. Scott Dove, Meadow Pixie, Galleon, Andrew Myers, Ghost Dragon, Joe First, Lucas Hobbs, JC Destiny, Super Real, Ghostly Abra, Bernard Miller, Karina, Cryptic Viper, Mr. Hall, Dream, ACH2. You guys all got a gifted member. Guys, YouTube did a great job and then they stopped doing it if you want to see my members content get into the members only discord I think I'm even going to start putting videos in there to motivate you to get in there 
Dad not good deserves the thunder. Abe says, I'm good. He got it. <laughs> you can pay a year for PS Plus and get a discount. Also, you reach for the most expensive version and the cheapest. Oh, is he comparing the most expensive version of PS Plus and the cheapest version of Xbox Game Pass? That wouldn't be the first time somebody made that comparison. I don't know why people do that. The, the equivalent of Game Pass Ultimate offers is premium. If you compare Game Pass Ultimate pricing and you compare PlayStation Plus premium pricing, it they're basically the same. Lone Wolf says, I can't do any more gifted members at the moment. I spent all my return money. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Lone Wolf's like, I gotta tap out. Eugene says, from what I gathered, so many just sub for a month to get a game for dirt cheap and unsub. A ton of people have said they do that. No, goddess, I'm not on the tickety-talk today. It's so hard to go live over there. I have to do so much extra work. I have to make a short. I didn't make a short today either because YouTube just keeps screwing my shorts. And it's like, until I see revenue gains from it and and sub gains that matter, I'm so freaking done. I'm so annoyed with shorts. They give me subs that never... if, If you're here right now and you sub to my channel because of a short... And now you watch my talk shows? I need to know. Because I'm not seeing a whole heck of a lot of reasons to make that dadgum comment content every day. It just annoys me. I take the time to do it and then just freaking sits there and dies half the time. And the revenue? What revenue? <laughs> what revenue? That'd be funny if one company included the other's membership as a perk. That'd be super weird. That's anecdotal evidence. Because... Because what you hear from others doesn't mean that's what's happening in general. I discovered you from a short... Shut up, Abe. Okay. It's okay. I just... I know, I know. You like watching over there, and you're my mod over there. Freaking... I discovered that you are short. Does that count? No. Malcolm... If there are people in my chat saying that they sign up for Game Pass for one month to get a game and then they cancel, you you say that's anecdotal. What? But that's the point. There's, it stands to reason that people are doing that. What? What do you mean? Like, I'm not saying that that's a devastating blow to Game Pass's ecosystem and and and, and bottom line. What I'm saying is, there's got to be people to do that. I discovered this channel after leaving another live. Yeah, I want to interact with people who want to watch live shows, not drooling short watchers who leave stupid comments and then never come back to my channel. PJ Rage with a $5 super chat tip. Not trying to sound like a salesman, salesman, but Game Pass gives me three month trials, Apple Music, Apple TV, and Hulu once a year. I, I need to cash in on that because there were, there was some stuff on Apple TV I wanted to watch. I'm currently wearing shorts. Nice. Lono, I put something in Discord you might find interesting based on your argument about Microsoft needing to deliver a better cadence of games. Parasito says, I actually had a, a conversation with an IT systems consultant over the weekend who specializes in Microsoft ecosystems. He basically confirmed my theory about the Microsoft AB buy leaning into boosting uh, Azure. 
uh, Microsoft needs to compete with AWS and piping new developers and studios straight to Game Pass could be a very solid turnaround on both time and money. So you, it's related to them, them trying to make money for the Azure stuff. That happens with every live service, though. It, it right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're right that you're super close, Master Jazz. Yeah, I want to watch Ted Lasso. That's one of the things I want to watch. Listen, you're you're oh my gosh, you're right there, Master Jazz. That's the issue. One of the only ways that you can combat that level of consumer behavior is by siloing up and making stuff only available on the subscription. Do you see? Like, you're right there. That's one of the potential concerns here. I mean, I had a guy literally say that about Disney. He was like, why is it such a problem that... I, I got I uh that th- I um the Disney got 21st Century Fox. Why is that a problem? It's all in one place now. And I'm like, did you hear what you said? It's all in one place now. That's not competitive. That's the opposite of competitive. That means if in a couple of years Disney Plus's subscription is like twenty dollars more than it is right now, what the frick are you gonna do? Where are you gonna go? That's it. That's where it all is. What are you gonna do? What are you what are you gonna what are you gonna run to their competitors? Go for it. They don't have any of our stuff. There's a reason that Disney spent that money. It was $70 billion on 21st Century Fox. There's a reason they did. That's how you combat churn. You just have so much stuff and you're the only one with it. So where else is everybody gonna go? Ten gifted members from Charles. Freeman, he's like, dude, let's get to the next member goal. I have to give five every time we hit 25. And if you guys hit 50, I got to do it twice. So keep it coming. I love seeing names like Japanther and Anbu. Love seeing people get memberships who are here all the time. Thank you so much for being here. If you just got a member, you got to get into the members only Discord. If you want to watch Stranger Things, Mando, a host of other shows, you have to have the sub. You can't buy them unless you buy bootlegs. The day is coming with games. They have a lot of exclusives coming, but that's what consumers like. But I don't feel like you're even discussing what I'm discussing. You're not engaging with what I'm saying. Okay. Subscription services face a significant problem. It's called churn. When I worked for Singular, which would be, which became AT&T Wireless, which became AT&T, one of the number one things that cell phone companies dealt with was churn. Do you want to know why? I'll tell you why. Let me walk you down a little history lesson in cell phone services, because this is very much related to Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass price increases are related to patterns you saw in the cell phone market. The first time you went and got a cell phone, they gave you everything for free. Because all that mattered was loss lead, loss lead. Get them in the funnel. Get them in the funnel. We need we need people to be paying for the cell phone service. So they would give you a free cell phone. They would give you a free car charger. They would give you a free case. And then those people would come back to me years later and they would say, Hey, what's the deal? I got free stuff back in the day. Well, I'll take my business 
down to Verizon, right? And then Verizon would say, hey, if you're going to port your number from the competitor, we're going to give you a bunch of free stuff. So that created a churn funnel. You were constantly losing people to the competitor, and then the competitor would lose people right back to you. It was like a ping pong match, right? It was like bing, 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 back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, okay? Yeah, call me later, but after 7.30. That's right, that's right. (laughs) I remember that. Anyways, anyways. So what did cell phone companies do to combat churn? They consolidated. You go whoop, and you make yourself enormous. So then, what are you going to do? You're going to leave AT&T? There's Verizon. And that's basically it. You got two players. They gobbled every company up to combat consumer behavior. Right? So so if they're going to combat that consumer behavior by going like this, and then being like this, the TV companies are doing the same thing. Disney's doing the same thing. The best way to combat churn, the best way to combat that consumer behavior is to silo green and wall it up. Wall it up. Stars. And then you raise the prices. So if you look at what cell phone companies did in the wake of consolidation, they raised prices. Because where are you going to go? Do you think it's a coincidence that cell phone plan prices are like mirror images of each other? Man, this AT&T brochure looks an awful light like this Verizon brochure. <laughs> Basically the same packages. Game Pass and Microsoft and Xbox, they're looking at how do you combat consumer behavior that constantly churns and leaves. The consumer's not doing anything wrong, by the way. They're, they're not. The consumer's doing exactly what they're supposed to do. You're getting the best deal. You're getting the best deal. Because you're going and saying, hey, I can do Game Pass this month, and then I get all these great benefits, and then I could do Game Pass this month and get all these great benefits, and you just keep jumping in and out. You just keep jumping in and out, right? A great way to make that really hard for you to do is they gobble up as much as they can and they put it all in Game Pass. So if you leave Game Pass, look at everything you're losing. If they have this regular cadence of games, you, you might as well just stay in the funnel. If the funnel is full of more bigger games, bigger more expensive, you know, a, a higher quality games, right? Th- that That's better for you, isn't it? That That's going to keep you in the funnel. So you can see, you can see Microsoft's strategy, Xbox's strategy with Game Pass is quite literally, it, it, we can combat churn by inflating up like a puffer fish and then it's going to be a lot harder for you to leave. Keep in mind, one of the things that has frustrated people with what TV companies have done is it's all in one place. I can't buy it. I can't rent it. That's the only place I can watch that show. That's the only place I can watch that movie. Imagine if games do that. 
Ima- imagine if games do that. What will that do to everything you're thinking right now? Because we all thought it was great. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny how great we thought it was that like Netflix completely just lampooned Blockbuster? Remember Redbox too? Redbox was like, hey, we're a great alternative to block. And then they just drown and they're gone. Everybody thought, oh, that's awesome, dude. Netflix is so great. We get so much stuff for like $8.99 a month. This is the best deal ever. Look how long it took for the entire landscape of television and movies to change. Look how long. PlayStation does it. Some of you guys come in here and you think because you read a tweet or you saw some guy trying to slander me, you think I'm like anti-Xbox, anti-Microsoft. I'm just telling you these are the trends. This is what happens when companies attempt to combat churn. They attempt to combat consumer behavior that's bad for their bottom line. I'm not saying anything bad about Microsoft or Xbox. Netflix has been positive overall. What? You're you're thinking about Netflix. I'm not talking about Netflix. I'm saying Netflix entered the picture, completely disrupted how we consumed television shows and movies. And look at the impact it had on the market. Cable, let's cut cable. Cable cutting, right? Because now you got Netflix, you got Hulu, you got Paramount Plus, you got Disney Plus, you got Amazon Prime, you got HBO Go. And if you get everything, go go and do it. Do a little experiment. Go subscribe to every service to equal what you used to get from your cable package, right? Add it all up so that way you have all the stuff that you used to have, all the all the subscriptions that you used to have. And, and, and look at how much money you're saving. You're not. You're not saving any money. It's all been siloed up. It's all been paywalled. And if you want it all, it costs, right? Now, there are good and bad things there. One of the great things currently about the TV industry and the streaming industry is I, I only pay for, for what I need and I can constantly bounce around. Just you wait. Just you wait. How do you think they're going to combat that churn behavior? How did the cell phone industry combat that churn behavior? They gobbled each other up and they siloed up. So what do you think is going to happen to Hulu? What do you think is going to happen to Netflix? What do you think is going to happen to any of the smaller streaming players? They're going to be the same thing is going to happen. That's how they're going to combat churn. So if you look at Microsoft, you look at Xbox Game Pass and you think Xbox Game Pass price increases are coming. Well, that's a similar, that's like the first reverberation that hits. That's the first thing. The month to month is nice. It is nice, sure. There's good and bad, but we're not even done. We've not even gone through the true evolution of TV show and movie viewership. You guys have to understand something. We're in the middle of the evolutionary steps. It's not done yet. You you act like where we are right now is where we'll be in 10 years. Hulu's owned by Disney. It's only a matter of time for they'll just they'll probably just funnel that under Disney Plus maybe or maybe Hulu's meant to be like their like who like Disney's cricket. I don't know. They might do that. 
that's another thing that's happened in the cell phone industry is the really really big cell phone companies end up launching like smaller cell phone companies Disney and Hulu can't, can't uh, come in the same package right you can do the bundle thing there too you 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 have to understand this isn't where it's going to stay I, listen track track with this instead could we get 300 likes on the video holy moly we have a lot of people here I don't know where y'all came from the viewership today has been stellar I hope you've enjoyed the show if you've enjoyed the show the name of the show is Reforge Gaming uh, we got some attention over the weekend because of my Sony coverage if you're looking for good safe for work coverage that is I do my absolute best to not make it slanted, bias laden nonsense. If you like it, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Make sure you have that bell button turned on and make sure you're pressing that like button. Those all help the video find more people. And if you want to support directly, the best way to support a channel like this and to keep this show going is to become a paying member. That little dollar sign at the bottom of the chat will help you do that. Oh, let me let me come at it from this angle. Look how fast TV and movie subscriptions changed like that. How long has it been? How long has it been? What, what between five and 10 years and we've, we've blinked and the entire industry has changed, which means in another five to 10 years, similar changes will take place. Okay. So let's look at the gaming world. The, the, the gaming economy is exploding, like it leaps and bounds. So much money, so many potential, you know, uh, funnels of revenue. So similar things are going to happen. We're going to blink and in five to 10 years, everything's going to be completely different. It's one of the reasons why I think Microsoft keeps focusing on 10 year commitments, because I think they believe, I think they have a 10 year plan. ABK deal goes through, Microsoft's 10-year plan will start immediately. It'll be an immediate thing. Boom! Game Pass will get new uh, terminologies, new new pricing structures, uh, new value offers, new features, right? Everything will change the minute the ink is dry on that contract. It'll be, it'll be very, very fast. And in, in 10 years... We're going to blink, and it's going to be like, oh my gosh, they're marketing the PS6 and whatever Xbox decides to do next with hardware, which they might lean away from hardware and lean purely into having the Xbox gaming ecosystem on like televisions, cloud, mobile devices, PC, ETC, so you don't even need a hard a, a box in your living room anymore. They might do that. And if that happens, and they go the route that other subscription services are seeming to go, I don't think as the consumer you're going to be happy with the results. I think you're going to be annoyed. Like, gobbled all this stuff up, and I can only play, I can only have access through a subscription, and the price is so much higher than it used to be. I miss the era when I could just buy games. That's a potential outcome. That's a potential outcome. They already said they're working on the next console. Stop it. I said could. Some of you guys are so instinctively on the defense of Xbox. You take any contrary narrative to what you've been fed from other people as an attack. There's a possibility that Microsoft gets out of the hardware realm and purely goes to ecosystem only. 
There's a po- that's a possibility. What's good, MJ Talks? I just said it was a possibility. You don't have to get so defensive. Like, some of you guys, I'm telling you, you just need to realize you're not in some battleground. Like, you, you go and gobble up all your Xbox talking points, and you come here, and it's like, I say anything counter to that, and you feel like you have to defend Microsoft. Like, I'm not on the attack right now. This has got to be one of the most neutral pieces of content I've ever made, and some of y'all are still in here just, Rawr! Xbox is great like settle down I'm not attacking Xbox at all personally I feel we are already on Xbox's last console where did they say they're working on their next console by the way I've not seen that someone like myself I don't just play 3-5 to games per year I play a lot of different games all year long so if they decide to bump the price up I'm still winning in the end of value well, no, no, hang on, though. Hang on, Vig. It's valuable to you until it isn't. Right? That That's true of pretty much every subservice. So I'm not saying that specific about Xbox. Like, every subservice that you sign up for is valuable until it isn't. Like, Paramount Plus, for me, it's great until I'm done with Strange New Worlds, and then I won't need it for a while. So you have to consider that with Game Pass. Like, if it evolves over the next 10 years, you, you, like, the value you're getting from it might completely and utterly change. Especially, especially if they go the route of these games can't be bought anymore. These are ours. We can do with them what we want. You can only play them on our subscription. The year when cloud gaming, a first-person shooter, is undistinguishable from a disc game is the moment I believe they leave the hardware behind. I think that's the biggest barrier, Jake. I don't believe that Microsoft is going to get out of the console game. I think they're going to make one more console. The biggest hurdle for them leveraging cloud gaming to no longer need local hardware in your house, the biggest dilemma for them is the infrastructure of the internet. It's just so behind. It's not fast enough. It's not reliable enough. If everybody had fiber, that's a different conversation. That's a different conversation. If you think about it, it all started in 1997 with Netflix. Then in 2008, Hulu was born. And I think from 2008 forward is when the TV industry really started to slowly mold into what we see today. So it's been about 15 years to get to this point with TV. Now imagine why Xbox is throwing out 19-year deals. They know the industry will change in that time. That's exactly right, Immortal Turtle. Kill you with 25 months. Yolona, you the best. Thank you so much, Kill You. Welcome back. Okay, but where did they say that, Malcolm? Where did Microsoft say they're already working on their next console? Where do they say that? I've not seen that anywhere. The only thing I've seen recently is that they're talking more about the PlayStation 6 than the PlayStation 5 Pro. There are people that doubt we're going to get a mid-gen PlayStation because we're seeing more evidence of a PlayStation 6 than a PlayStation 5 Pro. A $5 tip from Maxwell. Watch for my non-Super Chat comment in the chat because it's very important for people to understand the whole entertainment industry. Uh, where is it, Maxwell? I'm scrolling and I don't see it. Are you going to make another... Uh, he might be making another comment, maybe. Why would they do that? That's so. This is so speculative. It's fear-mongering now. 
Lono, it's no way you can even speculate Microsoft wouldn't let you buy your games. I'm not speculating and fear-mongering. Stop projecting propagandistic terms on me. You go, go watch the drooling Xbox guys if you want to do that. I don't, I don't give table that here, all right? Guys like you, Mike, you're about to get walked out the door because you sully my content with just frivolous debates. It is a possibility that if Microsoft owns big enough portions of the market, they would treat games the way that Disney and other really big companies are treating their content. That's not fear-mongering. It's a distinct possibility. It's a distinct possibility. Bill Spencer said it, I believe, two years back. So you're correcting me with facts, and you can't even vet where it came from. This is 100% assumption. No, an assumption is when you assume something's going to happen. I haven't assumed something's going to happen. I'm saying it's a possibility. That's all I'm saying. Like I said, some of you guys are so sensitive. You can't even take you can't even take a speculation without taking it personal and your Xbox diaper gets twisted, your fifis get activated and you're in oh, it's fearmongering. That's fearmongering. That's 100% assumption. What are you so scared of? What are you so scared of? What what games and movies are different? Really? You games Games and movies are different. You feel like it's not quite 60 FPS? Huh. I think you're right. Yeah, there's something going on with it. Uh. Uh, hang on. That is kind of weird. Oh, I wonder if it's because it's not set to it's not set to the appropriate resolution. Hang on a minute, chat. Hang on a minute, chat. Yeah, I, I, I can't tell if that fixed it or not. Sorry. I just worry about it if Xbox and Sony duh, do new systems and they get away from the disc version. Okay, that fixed it. Okay, good. Are you scared Microsoft might do with one property the same thing they've done with the rest of their property? Yeah, that's the other thing you have to consider. <laughs> Just listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me, chat. Look at the way software is going. Look at the way that software is going. Adobe Creative Suite. Microsoft Office. Huh. Man. It's not hard to draw a straight line between Adobe Creative Suite, Microsoft Office, huh? Video games. Well, no, I posted a comment. Maxwell, thank you for the two-dollar tip. Let me see where it is. It's true. T 
TV, okay, hang on. TV is going to consolidate even further. There's a strong rumor that the only reason why Discovery bought WB was because they planned to sell the whole company by 2026 to Comcast for a huge price. The reason why the WB keeps delaying DC content is so they can be very attractive by 2026 to sell. Interesting theory. Thank you. Like, I'm not fear-mongering. If you, if you look at the way that Creative Suite is gone and Microsoft Office is gone, it's very clear that these companies love the idea of putting everything behind a subservice. They, they like that. Listen, you guys that defend Game Pass, you commonly talk about that. You're like, it's guaranteed money every month. It's high, it's, it's, it's high revenue every month. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Well, a great way to guarantee it is to be like, this is the only way you can play this game. To Lono's point, Adobe is about to force their Acrobat customers to the cloud. Acrobat 2020 is the last planned non-subversion. It's hap- It's happening. See, that's the point is, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to fear monger. I'm saying, okay, guys, this is where things are going. This, this, this is where things are going. I, th- this is a really, really great way for people, for companies to make money. If you're not fear-mongering, then why am I so scared, Lono? Hmm, checkmate. <laughs> well, think about it like this. We've talked about this recently with live service games. We, we've talked about it with live service games. Uh, you you, you got to make money ongoing, don't you? The projects are too big. The budgets are too big. It makes perfectly good sense to, to lean into live service. Like I, I have a video coming today where I react to somebody basically saying that they think the era of the live service game is over. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not. No, it is not. It's just getting started, baby. It just is just getting started. And beyond that, and beyond that, We've not even looked into the potential of, you know, subservices starting to infect, you know, like MMOs and stuff. Like for the longest time, consoles and console uh, markets have been very, very resistant to subservices on, on, on certain specific games. Well, what's a great way to get people to do it? Well, you do it with Game Pass instead. That's a great way to get people to do a subservice. Okay, Malcolm Flex, a hit dog barks. When you said that, I responded to two other comments after, and then I talked about people overreacting and getting defensive of Xbox. You're still talking about it minutes later. A hit dog barks. Let it go, bro. I, I made, I made a, a silly, offhanded, comedic remark about how defensive people were getting because I read your remark where you told me to stop, and when I asked you where the fact came from, couldn't cite it. That's just a common theme with some of y'all. You boldly state something. Where'd you hear that? I, I, I don't know. I, I think Phil Spencer said it two years ago. Wow, where'd all that boldness go? Fear-mongering would be like 12 more movie tie-in Lego games announced. Lots of software says Swade in the members-only Discord. Um, lots of software has gone to subscription-based licenses. We deal with this as a ton at work. 
Too many companies would buy software and not pay maintenance or upgrade. The software companies were missing out on revenue and are combating this by switching to sub-base licensing. I saw that apparently maybe Sony have acquired CD Projekt Red. You just cited it? Where? I asked you and you said maybe two years ago. Buddy, I'm not reading everything you type. VGC stated that he said they're not leaving the console space. This was even before the series dropped. They've constantly said they're not leaving the space, yet somehow people assume different. I'm not... You guys need to look up the definitions of words. I'm not assuming anything. I speculated that it might happen. The problem is, is like, I throw out speculation... And you're like, oh, shut up, bro. They said they're never leaving the console market before the Series X and S dropped. Okay, and business plans don't change? They, They said that before the Series X and the Series S dropped. Okay, business plans could change. The the hardware funnels have have been constrained and, and choked. They may have suddenly changed their ideas about what they wanted to do. There was, there was literal plans for a Nintendo Switch that got scrapped. So you can't go to like old interviews and be like, well, they said this. So your speculation is, well, it's not an assumption. That's the other thing you're miscategorizing it. I just made an offhanded speculation that Microsoft might get out of the hardware thing. And here we are again, 20 minutes dealing with you because you can't let it go. from East Coast Overlord. Xbox guys, Microsoft's not your friend. Take it from a PC guy. Office is a scam. According to leaks, Microsoft is trying to find a way to make Windows a subservice. Read the wording again. Leaving the space is pretty wide. Keep pressing that issue. I didn't didn't press the issue. I made an offhanded remark. I didn't press the issue at all. You know what? No. Done with you. Done with you. You're, you're sullying my content. As soon as somebody hits that limit of not letting something go, I'm walking them. I'm tired of it. I spent 45 minutes the other day with people that do this. You won't let something go, and you keep dragging me back to it. You're done. You're done. It's not because you're disagreeing with me. It's because you're a distraction, and you're a degradation of my content. Rumbleverse, Knockout City, Babylon's Fall, Splitgate are a few I can remember that are on their way out. Splitgate's not on its way out. And pointing to Battle Royale games is proof of nothing. It's proof of nothing. Like, this is the problem with the live service debate. People point to bad games or Battle Royales to prove their case. Sony is building 12 live service games over the next three to four years. Live service games are not on their way out. You can't point to bad games or failed BRs to prove your point. Number one, it's a significant cherry pick. There are so many successful live service games. There are so many successful live service games. Words are hard. Thank you, Mr. Hall, for the $2 tip. Flipgate got funding and they're working on the next game. And pointing like Rumbleverse and other failed battle royales, that doesn't prove anything. Splitgate game development is ending, which is not proof of anything. Like, I don't understand what we're doing right now. Are we just are we just stating things that don't connect logically to the claim? 
live service games are on their way out. How are you going to prove that? Here's a couple failed BRs and split gates ending development. I don't understand. How are those related? Yo, YouTube Lurker with 20 gifted members. That is a big one. Taking us to 56 on the day. Did it edit it? It edited it. I can't read all 20. Guys, check chat. You may have gotten gifted a membering. Uh, 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 may have gotten gifted a membership. Here's the continued improving content. Thank you. Like, pointing to failed live service games doesn't substantiate the claim that live service games are on their way out. Do we talk about video games are on their way out? Is that how we're going to argue now? Is that how we're going to argue? Guys, video games are on their way out. Why? Well, look at all the failed video games. Well, Lona, you can't argue that because there, there's plenty of successful video games. Oh, you, the same rule applies to live service games. You can't argue that live service games are on their way out and point to a bunch of failed games. There are tons of other successful live service games that are still kicking like a ninja and more on the way. You mentioned Jelly subscriptions earlier and it reminded me of a funny story. You remember Royal Jelly? Was that when I was doing my own radio show? I realized that the other day. I was like ready for entertainment before I even knew it could be a job. I had a radio in my room where you could record the radio on a cassette and it had a microphone and you could flip between the radio and the microphone and I was like my own DJ. I would like record songs and I'd be like, yep, coming up next we got a great hit from so-and-so. I like bounce between the two. I'm saying it's incredibly hard for a new IP to survive. Okay, that but that has nothing to do with me saying that live service games are not on their way out. That I would never disagree with what you're saying, Vig. It's really hard for new IPs to survive. Yep. Yeah. That's why people dial in the same franchises. That's why remakes happen. That's why companies are trying to use nostalgia. A hundred percent. Don't I don't disagree with that in the least bit. That has zero logical relationship to live service games being on the way out live service works only but for only for the most popular games there can only be a few that win player numbers only can fill a certain amount of games I mean it's kind of like that with battle royales and people kept saying that but uh, amazingly enough more space seemed to be made every time a battle royale came out now I think that market hit saturation I just don't know about live service because the gaming community is so big. The gaming community is so big. There's always somebody for a game type. There's always somebody for that type of game. Moms, dads, kids, college students, you, know, you name it. You're, you're, I, I, just, I think people think too simplistically about live service. They've played a couple of bad ones or seen a couple of bad ones launch. They're like, yeah, live service games are dead. New IPs as live services uh, as hard, established live services are kicking. Right, and that'll be the true test is when Sony tries to launch its live service games, what's it going to do? Is it going to try to attach them to existing franchises? Brand new IPs? I I don't know. 
I, I think live service is still in its infancy. Like, it's always interesting to me in the technological realm, in the gaming world, how immediately dismissive people are of certain things. There's no way Game Pass will change, Lono. What? It's... What? What? Do you know what world we're in? We're in the gaming world. We're in the we're in the tech world. Things change at a breakneck speed. Now, live service games are dead. Why? Because for the last five or six years, a bunch of people have tried to do live service and failed? That what about all the other people that have been successful? Oh, and established live services are kicking? Really? Hmm. Apex was not an established franchise. Fortnite was not an established franchise. No Man's Sky was not an established live service game. It wasn't even known as a live service game. They broke in. They broke into the market. Fortnite broke in. Apex broke in. What do you mean? You don't need to be an established game to survive and become live service. That's demonstrably false. There are games that have done it. What the frick was Fortnite seven years ago? It was nothing. It was nothing. Apex Legends was nothing. There there was no Apex. This environment moves so fast, acting as if there's no yeah, live service is done. Now there's no way Game Pass will ever change. Huh? They entered in infancy? They entered the Battle Royale scene in infancy, but live service as a concept was alive and well at that point in time. Tons of games were trying to do it. Anthem tried to do it. Division tried to do it. It like it had been going. It it had been going on for a while. People had been attempting to do it. Seven years ago, the market wasn't saturated. That's that has no bearing on what we're talking about. If we're going to attempt to say some of the things I've seen claims today, I don't feel like we're paying attention. That Game Pass will never change. Game Pass will not go the way that television subscription services have gone. What do you mean? These things change so quickly. Over the next 10 years, all this stuff's going to change. Live service games are on their way out. What are you talking about? The next wave of gaming trend is live service. That's the trend that's coming. Now, yes, a ton of games aren't going to make it. It's like watching those turtles try to get to the water, right? It's like those little baby turtles. Everybody's going to be trying to get into the deep oceans of our pockets, and some of them are going to get picked up and killed. A ton of live service games aren't going to make it, but I think a lot will. I think I think a lot will. Because, and and I'll tell you why, I think people play games differently. This is so linked to the Game Pass discussion. It's so linked to it. Think about it. The way that we treat video games now is light years different than the way we treated them 10 years ago. It's not the same at all. We treat gaming as this daily, like we're just drenched in it, hobby. Think about the way you interact with games now compared to the way that you interacted with games 10 years ago. And then go 10 years further back. Just think about how fast it all changed. It went from something that like you might do a couple of nights a week or on the weekends with your buds to I do this every single day. I spend way more money on it than I used to. 
that happened why because of the types of games the delivery of games the way games are treated the way games are marketed and game pass subscribing to get games creating like a netflix gaming effect it will affect the way that people view games people view live service games that way now too it's like you're 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 resistant to it you don't like it and yet that's how people play Live service isn't in isn't in its infancy just because Papa Sony's behind the curve getting to it. I never said that. What I'm if I if I'm saying I didn't say anything about Sony. What I'm saying is, it's in its infancy because it's still growing and changing and adapting. Proof positive would be Diablo Four. Yeah, we don't even use discs anymore. A lot of us. It's not different at all from 10 years ago. (laughs) Yes, it is. The way that people play games now is dramatically different from 10 years ago. It 100% is. All you have to do is look at the economic growth and you know that that what you're saying is false. Like seriously, look at any of the economic growth of gaming over the last 10 years and you look silly being like, it's no different than it was 10 years ago. Maybe you're new at it, but it's not different from 10 years ago at all. Homie, I was playing video games when you were probably crawling around on your mom's floor. Like, I'm 42, bro. I played a Coleco. I, I, I played video games when video games became video games. Like, it's way different now than it used to be. It's been around since the 90s. Try the 80s. Like, it's been... The, the way that we play, the way that people spend money, look at all the trends. Look at all of the hours a day that people pour in. It's completely different than it used to be. It's different. Arguing that video games haven't changed in the last 10 years is ridiculous. A $5 tip from Mark. Live service uh, has extended the life of games that wouldn't normally last. People say they failed when they end, but the public made more. Oh, the publisher made more money. Well, maybe not necessarily. Some games they didn't make more money. Some games they lost money. Wrong. There's just more gamers. I'm done arguing with people who can't substantiate their opinion. All you got to do is look at any of the economic trends and the player behavior trends, any any of the reports, and what you're saying has been proven false. It's not worth arguing. It isn't. It's not worth arguing. No micros 10 years ago? Yeah, the way that games are monetized... The microtransactions, the size and scope of games, the amount of hours people pour into an individual title, it's all completely and utterly different because you couldn't even play a lot of the games that came out 10 years ago. You couldn't play them the way that you play games right now. Like, compare the number of hours that you can sink into, like, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and, like, Assassin's Creed Valhalla or Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Some of the bigger, more, like, open-world games. Compare that to games that came out 10 years ago. Like, the number of hours that people pour in, the, the, the trends are completely different because it's more of a high hobby that's why I don't think you can look at live service and be like yeah live service is on its way out they're just getting to the point where they understand live service not only that they're just getting to the point where technology can empower them to keep up with player behavior and player uh, uh, 
uh, consuming patterns. Like the way that people consume games, it's like you can't even keep up. They'll spend three years developing an expansion for you and you're done with it in a week. That's incredibly hard to keep up with. Yo, Mark Legendary Drops pushing the daily member count to 57. We need more people to do that. We have super generous people here who gift members, but one person out of 57 doing their own, we need more people to get involved and get committed. These streams need that. That's how people like what I do, do what I do. A $5 tip from Mark Hall. Things that don't evolve with time die. Gaming is here because it's constantly changing. the US quarter would like a word tech is just how now making the process possible again oh yeah well like microtransactions you know yeah arcades were definitely set up to like drain your money for sure arcade games were so hard That's that's how that's how they got your money you died a lot is he really trying to say the video games haven't changed in the last 10 years couch co-op versus online live service loot boxes that's what I mean. If you look at player behaviors and player behavior, uh, player behavior and player spending habits, it's completely and utterly different than than what it used to be. That's the point, right? Like I'm trying to tell people, I am not anti Microsoft or anti Game Pass. I'm looking at Game Pass and I'm thinking, what will the effect that this have? What effect will this have on the hive mind of players? How will this change the way that people view video games and the way that they consume video games? It will become more disposable. It'll be devalued in the consumer's eyes because well, I'm not, I don't buy games anymore. The, the, the games that I get are in this giant subscription funnel. And if they slowly boil that frog, then no one thinks about it. It's like, oh yeah, this is just how we consume games. I want you to think right now. Go interact with, like when I interact with my nephews. Go interact with 13-year-olds and down. And just press in a little bit. How often do you buy games? What do you buy a game? What? I, what do you mean? I play Fortnite. I play Call of Duty. I play Apex. I play games on Game Pass. No, thank you. The younger generation... Who wants to talk to kids? The younger generation is already behaving differently than we do. Like, they're already treating games differently than we do. They're already being conditioned to think differently as a consumer. So that'll have an effect on what's created because supply responds to demand. So if demand changes and shifts, if player expectations change and shift, then what's offered will also change and shift. 43, I still love gaming. Uh, if they get away from disc gaming, it's not the same. Fans still love disc games like I do. Oh, yeah. Those of you that are still trying to hold on to to disc gaming instead of digital, I feel bad for you. I gave up. I just gave in. I was like, it's just so much easier to subscribe. <laughs> When people argue that video games haven't changed, that's like saying automobiles haven't changed since the 20s, says Von Raz. It has four wheels and a steering wheel. It's the same. Come on, the whole infrastructure's changed. That's what, that's what I'm saying. You're always on this weird point of view that Xbox doesn't pay something reasonable to companies to put games on Game Pass. I just didn't say anything about that. I didn't say anything about that. What are you talking about? 
Subscribers still buy games? No, according to the reports, Microsoft reported to the CMA that Xbox has had a cannibalistic effect on game sales. The presence of Xbox has made sales go down. That's from Xbox, that's from Microsoft's own reporting. I'm not slamming them. Like I said, you guys get so defensive. These are just facts. Like, who... Like, think about it like this. Having access to Disney Plus has dramatically decreased how many Marvel movies I buy. Are you kidding me? Are you saying that Disney Plus is... Whoa, whoa. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. Your narrative is that players don't buy games in Game Pass? It's not my narrative. That's not That's not my narrative. That's a fact. I'm quoting a fact to you. I know it's hard to hear facts when you're used to the drivel that you get from the pro Xbox guys. I'm just giving you facts. Microsoft literally said this. It's not a narrative. It's not a narrative. I'm, I'm quoting the documents to you. I'm quoting their own statements to you. It's not me spinning some narrative. It's also not me being anti-Microsoft. What I'm saying is the presence, the presence of Fortnite, the presence of like Battle Royale games that are free, the presence of subscription funnels that give you so many games is changing the way that gamers view games. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It, it, that's not a slam. That's not anti-Xbox. People are looking at games differently now. Xbox users don't buy games isn't entirely accurate. But I've not said that. I've not said Xbox users don't buy games. All I was trying to paint the picture was... When you can get access to games the way that we can right now, it will change consumer expectations. Because people right now have come in. I say it. You say it. We all say it. When a new game comes out, what do we say? Is it on Game Pass? I literally have people come in and they say, yeah, Game Pass game, baby. Day one Game Pass, baby. Playing that day one on Game Pass. Well, okay, that's that. That's not a slam. Isn't that a great value? You know, it's funny. It's supposed to be a big value to celebrate that you don't have to buy these games. Play it day one on Game Pass. And when I point that out, and I point out that that's changing player expectations and that's changing consumer behavior, I, I'm slamming Xbox. I... <laughs> I don't, I'm not slamming Xbox. These are just things that are happening. Also, look at what Spotify did to music. Right. Subscription services change the way that you interact with the items on the subscription service. I buy less movies. I buy less seasons of shows. I buy less music albums now. I buy less games on my Xbox. Why? Because I don't have to. I don't have to. Spotify changed the way that I engage with music. Netflix and Disney Plus and all these subservices. It's changed the way that I interact with TV shows and movies. Game Pass 
has changed the way that I interact with the Xbox ecosystem. I buy way less games on my Xbox than I used to. Homie, if I booted up my Xbox right now and I showed you my collection of games, because I'm, I'm more primarily an Xbox gamer historically. I, I got into the console market with 360. I got out of the console market, PC, came back to the console market with the Xbox 360. And if I boot up my Xbox, one of the great values that Microsoft gives me is backwards compatibility. I could show you all the games I own. And you know what's funny? If you compare the number of games I bought in that era of the Xbox ecosystem to the number of games I've bought now, it is dramatically different. It's it's night and day. That's not me slamming Xbox. That's just a fact. It's it's just a fact. You have to celebrate Game Pass getting free games, but you also can't say that people want free games. It's like, I don't understand. The only point I was trying to make was live service games and subscription funnels and, and you know, free games and ongoing games and, and sub models. This is changing the way that consumers view video games. It just is. You speak as if purchasing games and thereby supporting the industry is some sort of morally, ethically superior position. No, I haven't said that at all today, Zubair. I, I haven't even indicated that it's better or morally superior. I'm the, the premise has simply been people treat games differently now. How am I supporting this premise? I'm looking at the way people treat games when they're on a subscription funnel. I'm looking at the way people treat games because so many of the biggest possible games are free. People are treating games differently. And what will happen, as I said, supply will meet demand. So if people become accustomed to, I just get on a subscription and get tons of games. If that's what they're accustomed to, if that's what the consumer is demanding, then, that, then you'll have to give them more. You, 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 you 100% have to do that. You, you have to look at how consumers will push for, I want more of that because this has been so great to me. If like one of the things people argue, always argue with Game Pass is they say it's the best value in gaming. It's the best deal in town. It's the best value in gaming. You're, you're right. And don't you think that's going to have an effect on the consumer's expectation going forward? You think it's neutral? You don't think it's going to affect what the consumer expects? I feel like we have seen what could happen with live service with MMOs. They ask for so much time and the consumers decide to be loyal to a few and many never grow due to saturation. I'm saying the inferences and implications from Lono reveal his belief, not saying he is wrong. I'm saying his language isn't completely clinical. I... (laughs) Right, but the frustration I'm having, Zubair, is you're attempting to force me to say something that I'm not saying. I'm just wanting people to see that when you enter the market with a different way of feeding people content, it will change consumers' expectations and therefore change the way that people support those industries. 
I don't need to assert my position about whether I think that's good or bad. I just want people to admit that that's happening and that it will continue to have an effect. It's called goalpost moving? No, it's not. You know what? You are also done here because you always falsely summarize and claim things about me that aren't true. I've ignored Space Dovahkiin for almost this entire time. That other guy, Crazy Juan, who came in here, he just kept claiming I was pro-Sony and misquoting the documents and blah, blah, blah. I'm not arguing with people like you anymore. I don't argue with liars. There's no point in arguing with liars. You're bad for my content. That's why you're not here anymore. You're done. Dark Taco was seven months. Welcome back. Xbox gamers don't buy less games outside of Game Pass. They buy less games when the game is on Game Pass. Right. It's... No, it wasn't... No. It was Space Dovahkiin. I'm just tired of him. He's just a freaking liar. I, 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 I hate calling names, but he's a liar. He's been in here for day after day just constantly lying about me and my content. He always falsely summarizes what I'm saying. He doesn't argue in good faith. Like, you're better off going and supporting the guys who also lie and don't argue in good faith. Just go watch them. Even Christmas. You're not welcome here. Debate me. Stop attacking me. That's not the same. The most successful game of all time is Fortnite, a live service battle royale. I don't think it's the most successful game of all time, but you could say one of the most successful games in the last, you know, seven or eight years is a, is a, is a live service battle royale. He was gifted? Yeah. He was almost assuredly a gifted. If he was paying for his membership every month, I don't care. You can't pay money to insult me. There's been multiple stats that say people are on Game Pass buy more games than if they didn't have Game Pass. That's a misrepresentation of what was stated. No, you know what? Is the next is the next thing done? For the sake of my blood pressure, can we get that thumbnail ready, creature? What was stated was people on Game Pass tend to spend more money. People on Game Pass tend to spend more money. That that's literally saying people who are spending more money spend more money. If you're on thank you, YouTube Lurker. Gee many Christmas, that's a big one. 77 members on the day. A new $20 tip. The stat, okay, so the stat is basically, JC, people on Game Pass tend to spend more money. Do you see what I'm saying? That's not saying what you just said. Think about it. I'm one of those people. I spend more money in gaming. I've got multiple subscriptions. I've got Nintendo Online. I've got Sony. Uh, PlayStation Plus, I've got Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Of course I spend more money on, on, on the gaming ecosystems. I'm a higher spending consumer. It's not a fact worth stating. People are willing to pay one time or willing to spend again is the stat. Daniel says, I appreciate you and your show. I know it's been a long time. 
Uh, it's been a time, good and bad. Uh, just keep your head up, mate. Stay strong. I appreciate that. Greetings from Finland. I usually listen via Spotify. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Like, yes, Microsoft stated that, but Microsoft also confirmed in a report to the CMA that the existence of Game Pass has had a cannibalistic effect on sales. They're selling less games. And then Digital Foundry speculated based on the sales reports that they were looking at, there has been an 80% reduction in sales. Now, their thing was pure speculation, but their speculation was there has been a marked decline in game sales because of Game Pass. That's not a slam. It's a reality. It's a reality. When you give people the option to not buy games for a $10 a month subscription, or some people were doing it for like a dollar, why is that shocking or controversial to say they're selling less games? Because they created and fostered an ecosystem of you don't have to buy games. Those who subscribed also spend 50% more on the games they play in-game purchases and add-ons JC yes that's not an impressive stat because free to play mobile stats prove that if you give people easy access free access they did a study on mobile games and the study on mobile games was they compared a game that cost 99 cents and a game that cost nothing and the game that cost nothing had a dramatic dramatic increase in spending because it was free right so if you look at game pass having that effect on games that have monetizations and add-ons yes that's not surprising that has nothing to do with what we're talking about hey I got in this game for free on game pass I'm gonna spend more money right that that's not proving anything that's not disproving the facts that like the cannibalistic effect on game sales is a reality i'm not misrepresenting that i'm not misquoting that i'm not being dishonest that fact from that document is so unsettling to people why because phil spencer said the opposite of that in like what was it 2018 where he was like oh yeah more people buy games because of word of mouth well, yeah, well, five years have gone by, and that's not been the case. Even a really pro Xbox guy, Doc Dark, admitted that that's contrary to what was originally stated. Even he looked at the document, and he said, that's that's not really what, what, what they stated. They made it sound like if you're on Game Pass, your game's going to sell more. Like, I'm not attacking them. This is a reality of their ecosystem. It's really telling that people are so insecure about that reality that they get defensive and angry. It's like, I, I do a stream on Xbox Game Pass, potential price increase. That You know, they're going to need to increase the cadence of games. The ABK deal is wound up in this. This ecosystem is going to have an effect on the way people view the way that they consume games, especially if Microsoft can land the ABK deal and have that increased cadence of games. So more games are coming out more often, making the actual Game Pass value go up and making it more sticky because you're not going to want to leave. I've even put out ideas on how they could foster an ecosystem of purchase because if they let you get into the games early because they're giving a game discount, then they give you the game a week early and you get into that game early now you want to be on Game Pass even those who don't like Game Pass because they like purchasing games and I say all that and I talk about the realities of the ecosystem and how it's going to change and how players are behaving differently and treating games differently and what I'm told is none of that's true man 
None of that's true. None of my content today has been anti-Xbox or anti-Microsoft. It's incredibly telling that just stating basic facts about Game Pass provokes defense and provokes this weird tribalistic response. It, it, it's, it's bizarre to me. It's like nothing I said today was unkind or hateful or slanderous or, or wrong or against Microsoft or Xbox. I, I haven't done that at all. And yet here we are again in the witching hour of the stream and you're in here just dragging the content into the gutter of inane pointless debates about that's not true or Xbox is great or whatever it is that you're saying there's nothing wrong with conceding that Microsoft is having an impact on their own market and ecosystem with their choices there's nothing wrong with conceding that that's not me slamming them or, 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 or taking cheap shots Lono's always neutral and it has been more so today, yet people are still losing their minds. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like all of my observations today were totally fair. Have you ever thought of a rapping career? No. <sighs> oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Can we get a recap, please? <laughs> Can we get a recap? I'll give you a recap. I'll give you a recap. Listen, listen, if you just tuned in for the first time or you enjoyed today, make sure you're smashing like. Make sure you're consider becoming a member or gifting members. That helps us do what we do. Uh, that helps us, uh, you know, do these streams and keep things going. It's literally how I, I basically make a living right we don't do ads you'll notice i haven't been running ads i've not been disrupting the show right like i've not been doing that we live off of the generosity of people who uh who gift members we really really truly do so consider doing that can't argue with zealots you don't have to defend yourself for facts thank you mark with a five dollar tip i appreciate that basically comes down to Lono. This is terrible for the market, the consumer. We don't care as long as we are reaping the benefits, and that's exactly how it will remain regardless of how bad it gets. I didn't even necessarily say this is terrible for the market. I said this could be bad for the market. It could. You could argue that a subservice war between oh my gosh, I've been, I just recorded a two and a half hour video for you, creature. (laughs) That show opens getting longer and longer, guys. It's, it's getting longer and longer. I've been recording since the opening monologue. (laughs) Oh, golly. Anyway. Anyway, I could conceive of a future where all of the gaming companies have to compete with subservices and we end up getting tons of value and we end up benefiting. I still worry. Everything, every strength has an underbelly of weakness. This is something I've learned in life. This is something I've learned in business models. 
every strong business model that you have or you come up with has the underbelly of weakness okay and I believe that if we go down the road and we go into a subservice war where everybody's attempting to gobble up property so that they can then have a good and competitive subservice I don't think that benefits us long term I think that benefits us in the short term because my primary concern would be that would lead to a devaluation of the games which would then potentially lead to a lower funding and reinvestment into those games does that make sense so yes I could say hey in 10 years if Sony and Nintendo and Xbox are all having to compete with each other to have really, really competitive uh, sub-services of games, oh my gosh, that could be incredible. That could be awesome. But if it starts to generate less total funds for the developers and the publishers because you, you lose that first two weeks of sales, that's a ton of revenue that you lose on every big title, right? that could then lead to the devaluation of the content itself because the content would then not get as much money. They'd have to downsize. They'd be like, sorry, our big, our, our big huge AAA game made less money. Our, our big, it made less money. So we have to, we can't, we can't invest in the next project. We can't invest in the next sequel. Netflix season two effect. The Netflix season two effect is we made a ton of money when we launched this game, when we launched this show. Season 2, we didn't make nearly as much money. Why? Because less people subscribed. And so they started... They, 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 that's been the death of shows on Netflix. Same thing could happen to games. So sure, on the surface, we could be like, this is awesome, man. By the way, we need 23 more members, and I will owe you guys for 100 members. I'll owe you 20, uh, and you have about 9 minutes to do that. You have about 9 minutes to push that number. Let me give you just a glimpse at where we are on the member count. Uh, it might not be the prettiest number right now. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. We're at 2609. You're officially about 400 members away from the Just Dance stream. You're going to go up and down all throughout this week. You're going to go up and down all throughout this week. But if we keep pushing, we'll maintain you know, the 2500 and we'll always be within grasp of Just Dance. That's our, that's our next big milestone is 3,000 members. Netflix movies and shows have won Oscars. I, that that's not in dispute, my friend. That's not in dispute. I'm not disputing the quality of the shows you got. Some of those shows were amazing, and then they got canceled. What what do you think that Oscar does? I don't think can t- TV shows can't win Oscars. So movies have won Oscars. The TV show would win a Grammy, wouldn't it? No. Wait, no. What's the other one? I always forget. I don't pay attention to those award ceremonies. Can we get 400 likes on the show? Somebody's asking for it. My man Paul is asking for it. Thanks for nine months, Paul. What do you think about the Fortnite subscription model? What do they call it? The crew or whatever it's called? Emmys, thank you. Grammy, Emmy, BBBBB. I always struggle with that one. Yeah, TV shows win Emmys. Albums win Grammys. Movies win Oscars. Again, I'm not saying that it will happen. I'm saying that's a possibility. 
That's a possibility. We all got really excited. We all got really, really excited when Netflix started churning out amazing, super high quality content. We're like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. And then slowly but surely all those shows got canceled. That, that's all. That's all I'm saying. Like, I just think we need to get to a place, and, I, and I'm going to just start banning people like I did today. There were a couple people where they lack the ability to have a discussion. They just come in and they take swipes at me, and I'm just going to start banning them. You're just, you're unworthy of engagement. You drag the content into the gutter, and I feel like today's show was way better because I didn't give them any quarter. The one guy I could tell, I could tell he was a brand new person, probably on a brand new account, and he just kept telling me I was misrepresenting and I was just running with Sony, pro Sony headlines. You're not worth engaging with. You're just an insult slinging moron. Bye. Like, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. You don't get to. Epic and Steam, for instance. I'm not sure what you mean by Epic and Steam. It's like people that loved telling stories used to make the decision, and now it's the marketing, the analytics, and the people making the decisions. Yes, and if you start to treat games that way, this is one of the reasons why I feel like you have to look at Microsoft with both eyes open. I don't think Microsoft has proven that... I don't think they've proven to be savvy in the gaming space. They're trying to buy their way into competition because I feel they've treated games the same way they've treated software. I don't feel like they've done a great job expressing creative, innovative gaming prowess. I don't feel like they've had. You refuse to engage with Twitter users? Just pointless. I don't even need to respond to the, to the guy that tried to take swipes at me on Twitter. It's There's no reason to. That's beneath us. We're, we're doing something different here. I'm not doing that. That's, that's the concern that I have. That's not anti-Xbox or anti, anti-Microsoft. It's like, look, you, you guys are, are treating creative the same way you treat software, and I don't think you can do that cold mechanical treatment of it. I don't think you can. I don't think we're getting good games because of it. And it's clear, you guys, the only way you're going to get a foothold in the market is by buying a bunch of existing property. And then what's going to happen to all that property? I owe you guys... Five, ten. I owe you fifteen. I I'd owe you twenty if we get twenty-three more. You guys officially have four minutes. You have four minutes to get twenty-three more members, and I would owe you twenty. Right now, I owe you fifteen. If you guys want to scramble here at the end, if you want to scramble, a bunch of singles would do it. A bunch of singles would do it. You don't have to gift big bombs. Don't let don't let YouTube lurkers scare you off. He went a little crazy today. Agreed 100% on Microsoft. I'm just worried the games will become like potato chips and Game Pass is the bag. The formula that works for software will never work in games. Never. You start early today. There was a time change here in the States. We lost an hour. We sprung forward. Do you think if the ABK deal goes through that Activision will manage Xbox Game Studios? As Xbox management is bad? You're talking about Game Pass? I love it. What's good, Doc Dark? How are you, my friend? 
I liked your video on Sony, by the way. I got a lot of traction on Twitter over the weekend because of my Sony coverage, and uh, I appreciated what you said. You're like, they didn't say anything wrong. That's what I tried to run with. I was like, there's nothing, there's nothing to miss here. Of course, Jim Ryan's against the deal. What the frick? <laughs> What'd y'all expect? <laughs> What'd y'all expect? We're finally getting a look behind the scenes here, and Jim Ryan is secretly in love with Phil Spencer, and he can't wait for the deal to go through. Like, what did people really expect to come out? Like, of course he's against the deal. <laughs> All right, I owe you guys 15. Thank you, Limitless Gaming, for gifting one more. That puts us at 22. We're at 22. I, I, I could give you guys a stay of execution if you want. I could bump the scheduled premiere by a little bit. I could bump it. I can bump it by 15. Did it, is it let me? It's not letting me. It's not letting me. We gotta go. We gotta go. I owe you 15. I gotta leave. It's not letting me save it. Alright, hang on. Hang on. Gift. Here's a 10 bomb. Here's a 10 bomb. Boom. We're not against the three hour mark. We're just against the premiere going live. Which is fine. Alright, there's the 10 bomb. And here comes the 5 bomb. You guys are the best. We're continuing to inch closer and closer to the 3,000 member uh, result. I got a video. I got a video that I'm going to send you guys to right now. Somebody is arguing. They're arguing that, that, that Suicide Squad killed the Justice League is beyond saving. They're saying it's beyond saving. This is a really good video. It's a really good video. I put a lot of heart and I put a lot of passion in this video. I'm going to redirect you to it. Guys, after this video is done, if you're a member, we just gifted a bunch of members. If you're a member, you can discuss the the, the Kill the Justice League video with me in a members only stream. So enjoy the redirect. Click the link in chat. Enjoy the video. I think it's a great video. Make sure you smash the heck out of the like button on this Justice League video, this Kill the Justice League video. And then members, I'll see you guys after the premiere. I'll see all of you over there in the premiere chat. All right. Get over there, click the link in chat or ride the redirect, smash the like button, and leave a comment. I'll see you over there.